0: Saying who is me? I am Steve. Missing Ross.
1: everyone we tell you eight o'clock it's nine o'clock and then we, we thank you for bearing with us and being patient and then we make you wait three hours and 45 so- seconds for a self-indulgent song about i'm not steve why because steve's not here second time in like four weeks so instead I've, I've got the dingo warrior jr the kangaroo kid the tasmanian tsunami the spine buster from down under jimmy t the speed the steve bot is here as our guest robin gibbons what is up jimmy t steve Bots?
2: i am steve bots oh, that steve. is right. and just right. quietly that song was great i actually song. thoroughly enjoyed it because i'm not steve songs, the song's awesome
1: and tonight for those of you watching live i am six pack or for those of you on the audio you have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> um, but we're doing this live on Streamyard. We we told the world it would be eight. It's closer to nine. It's eight o'clock someplace Central Time. Yeah, we're on Central Time now. Oh, we're on Central Time because Steve is in Iowa. So we're hey. in honor. Of, we were on Central Time. It's a good lie. I did that quickly. Uh, quick on my feet that What's he doing in Iowa? I assume he's stealing ethanol. I, I have no idea what <laughs> anyone would do in Iowa, let alone in the summer. Um, well, so-
2: as long as he's stealing it and not sniffing it, Jeff. Yeah, he could <laughs> for
1: all I know. I mean, well, Steve is freaky that way, and he's not here to defend himself. So yeah, let's go with these things <laughs>
2: Actually, these I Steve.
1: heard I heard that that body oil that they were going to be using, or no, I'm sorry, the rubbing alcohol that they were going to be using at the blood and guts—that was actually ethanol that Steve provided.
2: Ah, oh, I heard that too. Actually, as a matter of fact, directly from Iowa. Yeah, actually, yeah, we have we have contacts in Iowa. Uh, <laughs> we do, and they've left for their own safety
1: um (laughs) this is hammerlock hangover it's hard to tell but it is and we're going to be talking about wrestling and it's a long week for those of you who do not know jimmy t he is one of my partners at the PwC.
2: Yep, that'd be you you uh, steve botts i don't know what you're talking about oh, right uh, <laughs> the other guy uh is uh, part of the pwc uh,
1: also right. a proud member of the uh Hami media group he's also yes. part of uh channel attitude he's that involved I am. with the pw hustle all sorts of things now we we're in some of those things and not all of those things and i'm in some of them in some shows and not in others but we're in the Wrestling super Network over here, and he's not. So
2: <laughs> we got that uh, one. Yeah. Uh, you got me. You got me there. But, hey, I'm on Russo's freaking page. That's all that matters. Come on. Come on, bro. Bro, bro. <laughs> no one likes to show up. I do, actually. <laughs> as the yeah. Peacemaker would say, they do when it's dope
1: as fuck. Um True. That's pretty cool. Uh, so, all right, this is a big week. So we started the, the week since our last Hammerlock like hangover with corporate intrigue. Then we went to Blood and Guts. I'm sorry, not Blood and Guts, Forbidden Door. I can't forget that. Uh, we had John Cena come back. We had more news in the middle. Then we had Blood and Guts. And we, we have, a, in between, we had a little show called NXT. We've got Money in the Bank coming up, and we'll do predictions. We have Great American Bash, which is what they're, I guess they're copying AEW now in NXT, and they're taking pay-per-view-themed uh, show names and just calling them their names. I mean, they did this They did this before with Great American Bash, but In Your House was actually on a, a PLE on Peacock. So, I don't know. They do whatever they want. It's fine. I mean, I don't mind. It's just a little bit confusing. I'm not even 100% what's on the card for Great American Bash. I might have matches that are actually on uh, for further in the future, but we'll see. We'll pick them all even if it's um, surplusage. Anyway, so we're going to start with... Um, with a little bit of corporate news from just to go in chronological order. By the way, Jimmy, last time he he was my producer and he and he chimed in a little bit. This time it's going to be a little bit more interactive because Jimmy speaks Japan, so he he's actually our new Japan expert. And we actually did a Forbidden Door um, review show on the PWC and what's it also on Humming Media Group
2: too. Uh yes, Humming Media Group and ChannelAttitude.com and chat allowed to wow well yes uh, go check those out and you don't have to be a member of those groups but hey
1: like and subscribe and join in join in the fun um, absolutely so the corporate news is that last week around this time or uh, that stephanie mcmahon was announced well the news came out that stephanie mcmahon was named the interim ceo due to a special session of the board of directors where Eight members of the board voted eight to zero to make her the member, uh, the the interim CEO. Why is that important? Because there's more than eight members. There were four members who had to recuse themselves, and that would include anyone with the name McMahon uh, and Levesque and Khan. (laughs) So um, for everybody who was saying this is just optics, it's what Vince wants, I mean, I suppose it's possible and they were just doing this for double optics or maybe the board isn't so on board with vince i i don't know whatever it is uh the succession music still lingers i i was right then i think i'm still right um and we've seen some evidence of triple h coming back and they signed logan paul to a multi-year contract i don't know if it's full-time part-time or what but we had the we had the finger point we had triple h back in the picture doing the finger um (laughs) Also, this week they signed Valerie Lareda, who I don't know who that is, but apparently she's an MMA fighter, and people are pretty excited about that. Uh, Apparently she's got um, some assets that people uh, like uh, in the Nikita Lions vein. Um, Definitely got some assets. She's joining NXT, and it is rumored that she's just the first of a pipeline of of a few people that are in uh, MMA who are considering making the jump to WWE. So, it's pretty clear that wwe is going in a in the direction that they said they were um with more athletes rather than indie wrestlers i'm not really i mean everyone who's listened to the show knows i'm of a mixed mind with that i mean it's fine i think athletes translate to wrestling pretty well but I mean, you use some wrestlers too, especially now with the rosters being so thin. And Steve is not here to tell me the rosters aren't thin. Steve Botts, what do you think about the roster? Do you think the roster is too thin?
2: It's very thin, Steve, very thin. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> I'm After just these- saying, it it's very thin, Steve. Let's be honest. Come on, it's man. It's absolutely very
1: thin. And and while we're on, you know, a little bit of corporate news, and I'm going to blur the lines a little bit with with uh, something AW. There was no news whatsoever this week about Naomi or Sasha until we got some whispers that Sasha had been released. No, she wasn't. Yes, she was. She was released June 10th, but the lawyers are working on a statement, then silence. Then it started creeping out. I think today that they're trying to work out a deal where she will sign with WoW. Women of Wrestling the Genie Bus operation it's going to go on Sinclair TV which is syndicated not not like primetime right well it doesn't matter what time they do it it's not syndicated it's not a network it's not it's not broadcast cable you know it might be on your CW station it might be on your param- local Paramount or it might be on your local Fox it could be syndicated to any station they could run it 7 times a week they can run it once a week who knows anyway that's really weird now Buss has a lot of money and they you know fired tessa blanchard so i guess they want to replace her with a big name but i cannot imagine the budget of wow is anywhere near what sasha banks is used to so this sounds weird but i mean this might have happened in the territory days but i don't remember an occasion where one company has agreed to the release of another wrestler contingent upon them signing a contract with another sort of promotion, sort of TV show. I mean, WoW isn't exactly a wrestling promotion. It's sort of like Lucha Underground in that in that regard, I think. I'm not even really sure. Um, and I guess the the goal is to keep her from AEW, but allow her to do the other stuff. Frankly, I don't know if this is all bullshit or not, but if it is, it's really interesting from a business, legal, and tactics standpoint. It also tells you that WWE doesn't think of aw as a piss and company I mean <laughs> say what you will but if they're going through all this trouble and they were ready to let her go they could just they could let her go anytime so Bots, what do you think
2: well first of all I heard supposedly and this is according to our good buddy JD from NY that <laughs> she got released on the 10th of June apparently right well, he heard that from
1: Raj Geary he, he read it the well, same place that I read it
2: well, he's pretty much claiming like it's fact the way he's talking about it. And I'm talking about JD. And so, but for me, I call bullshit. I, I don't think she even has been released yet. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> there goes me.
1: Oh, my goodness. What has happened? Yeah, don't.
2: Right while my phone rings, I'm going to be off camera for whatever reason. But anyway, yeah, I don't think she's been released yet. And I'm hearing that she could possibly still come back to WB anyway so I, I don't know what to think but it smells fishy there's a lot of crap going on right now jeff and a lot of there bullshit is. amongst the dirt sheets
1: first of all you really look like a bot there with just the black screen and the, and the blue dots going up <laughs> and down um yeah interestingly enough they put sasha and naomi back on the active roster page on the wwe website so these things are not adding up at all and there's no talk of naomi um going to wow so you know, will she be a surprise entrant in Money in the Bank or or something like that? Will she take out Will she take out Carmella and be a surprise substitute for Money in the Bank? Can we have nice things like that? Not that Naomi should win the title either, but Carmella certainly is not deserving of that spot after we saw her lose to Bianca about 16 times in a row leading up to SummerSlam last year. I mean, so uh, and she sort of got kicked out of the match last year with uh, Becky Lynch. Maybe that becomes her story that that she's getting these these big opportunities and she keeps getting shoved aside and nobody respects her and maybe she goes apeshit maybe she brings back maybe uh, that's how they bring him uh, big kaz back you know maybe they can work together now that he's sober and he's he sort of yeah. like her heavy that helps her get into things no we can't have nice things that's too clever too that's a traditional wrestling story wwe doesn't do that more i know everyone thinks that i i criticize aw there's just more to talk about um yeah that's true So we'll see, I'm not sure about the Sasha thing, but if it happens, that's what's being speculated. I don't know the difference between reporting and speculation, but this wow thing, unless somebody just made it up and people ran with it, it's a little bit random, then again, John Moxley in the Forbidden Door press conference made apparently a joke that he always makes after a press conference, which we're not accustomed to in U.S. wrestling, but they are in Japanese wrestling. And apparently whenever he's asked, he says he has a concussion. Well, people reported that as news that he had a concussion and he didn't have a concussion. Clearly, he was in blood and guts last night. Now, he may be concussed afterwards because he busted himself open again, but um, this seems a little shady. And then the and that wasn't the AEW segue I wanted to make it into, but I just want to point out this is four or five weeks in a row where we've heard not name nor mention nor innuendo about MJF or anything NJF. For so for those of you who thought it was always a work and were scoffing at me, who said it was always a shoot that they tried to turn into a work, it looks like I'm right unless they really do more of that long term storytelling. I mean, against <laughs> eventually either you're going to be right or you're going to be wrong because whether it takes six more weeks or six more months. If he ever comes back to into AW, you'll say it was a long-term story. I'm telling you that they're trying to work on that that contract and there's an impasse. He really doesn't want to be there anymore. And the shame of it is, is that I I don't know if Tony was optimistic. I don't know if he was being naive, you know, my personal opinions on him that it was probably naivete, but I, I think that, by letting MJF go out there, yeah, it got them a lot of attention for two days, but it was a giant mistake because they have, they have absolutely killed Wardlow's ascension, Wardlow's moment. That was supposed to be his time after beating MJF, and basically MJF's "I want to get out of here" promo was basically the the substitute for if you have an injury angle for someone leaving the territory or when their contract is up, a la Grayson Waller just did to Johnny Gargano. So if he never comes back. He left getting chair shots and injured. If he comes back, insta-feud. Um, instead, they just had this sort of open-ended quagmire, and Wardlow's been in crap ever since. And, I mean, I don't know if he's done himself any favors, but the booking hasn't either. You know, and he cut a promo, yeah, Wednesday night on Dynamite, which was not not great. The whole thing wasn't great. The whole setup isn't great. But, uh, and again another baby face in aw demanding a stipulation or requesting stipulation that makes no sense for him and no sense in context so wardlow basically they were having a promo with uh his interview session with uh, tony Shavani. they agreed to no physicality that seems to be the new thing um with scorpio sky on one side obviously he's still injured so he can't wrestle but they're pretending he's not and mm-hmm. They're acting like it's been like this long, bitter feud. They haven't had a single match. There's been some talk, and Wardlow's like, "I'm sick of this. Uh, next week, let's make it a uh, let's make it a, a street fight." <laughs> and Scorpio Sky's like, "You're on," which is stupid as hell because a where where's the animosity and bad blood that needs to be a street fight? B, how does that benefit Wardlow? He is the baby face. Street fights are no DQ. Scorpio Sky has at least Dan Lambert and Ethan Page potentially. He has also potentially Paige Van Zant though. I think she might be, you know, on the shelf, uh, and <laughs> any of the members of American Top Team, you know, can potentially be in there. I mean, there, I know it's kayfabe, and I guess this is to get back his, you know, his, his Herculean. He overcomes all odds for the win and wins the title. I'm going to predict right now that he wins the title next week because he has to at this point. Uh, sorry, Scorpio Sky. You had your moment and Ethan Page is now a jobber to Orange Castle. Um but uh th- this is weak sauce. Um you know, not as bad as the twenty ba- twenty person battle royal with the security guards, was actually I sort of enjoyed the concept of it. I thought it was stupid as hell, especially from a lawyer perspective. Um, but you know, the fact <laughs> that they said you can only win by pinfall and submission, but some people were being win well, were being defeated by not going over the top rope but just being kicked off the ring apron I mean, before even entering the ring. I mean the whole thing there were no rules no one understood them it was it was bizarre. I've spoken a long time this isn't exactly a solo show. What say you
2: well first of all I just want to say well we've got a comment first of all what happened to the sixty days cool off period of WB's contracts they're still around. Jimmy, don't worry about that. They're still around. Well, what's he mean uh, by 60-day cool-off period? I think it means the no-compete clauses, the 90-day no-compete clauses, 30 okay, days, well, yeah. 60 days.
1: Well, okay. When a contract expires, there's no non-compete because it's expired. When, right, when right. someone gets, when a talent gets released, if they run a main roster contract, they have a 90-day non-compete. If it's an NXT contract, they have a 30-day non-compete, though I think it differs a little bit based on how much you're paid in NXT. Um, so... Uh, but there's no 60 day cool off that I'm aware of anyway. At least I've never heard that term. I think that's what you probably mean, but it doesn't apply. She's still under contract. They are right now, it's negotiations. And again, this is just what's being reported, whether it's reported based on a fact or speculation. It seems that they may be negotiating with her to give her a release if she signs an exclusive, possibly long term deal with WoW that says no wrestling during the duration of that contract. No matter what, but she can do other projects like acting and whatever, and you know, and maybe even appearing with WWE on a per appearance basis. Who knows? I I don't know. Uh, it's all speculation. And as Jimmy said, it, it it smells a little bit. It's interesting. So you you were
2: saying about Wardlow? Well, yeah, I was going to say one of two things are going to happen. Actually, actually, one thing is definitely going to happen next week on Dynamite. Someone's getting buried completely. It's either going to be Scorpio Sky and American top team. Wardlow continues to become really ice cold. Jeff, I don't know if you heard that because I seem to have frozen, but. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I did got you get it. what you I just said, said.
1: If someone's getting buried, it's either going to be America's top team or it's or Wardlow's going to go ice cold. I'm going with America's top team is, is getting ice cold. They, they've already ruined Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky is 39. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, well, yeah. And so either, either way, they've missed the boat with Wardlow, like you were saying. Totally missed the boat. The MJF thing is a lot more real than people think, actually. And uh, I'm starting to think... People people not named Jeff or Six Facts. Ah. well, wait. I was one of the guys that said it was a a work. 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 I said it was a work. work. I said it was a work. I did. Relax. I did say it was a work. I relax. But I'm starting to think otherwise... I'm starting to think maybe there's a lot more truth to it. Now, unless they're coming up with some elaborate long-term storytelling like TK loves doing, apparently, then I don't know what, where we go from here. But I truly thought, at by this point, he doesn't want to be around. He wants to get the hell out of there. And as far as Sasha Banks goes, she's not going to well. I don't care what anyone thinks. That's not happening. She's either staying with WWE, or I don't even know if she'll even go to AEW, to be honest with you, Jeff. I think she could even just getting to acting i don't know i mean she had
1: a couple bit roles she had a recurring part on the mandalorian which she did well in but it Absolutely, wasn't exactly right. yeah you know, it wasn't exactly a taxing part there weren't a lot of lines i mean you know a lot of wrestlers it's sort of natural you know when to work with cameras when not to work with cameras i mean wrestling involves acting so you know uh, you know anyway i don't know i think we've you know gone enough on sasha we'll, we'll see what happens um all right, so I, I think then we probably want to start with Forbidden Door. Now I don't want to spend that much time on Forbidden Door. I, I mean, I would tell you to look at the watch those review shows. Either you can watch the video or or listen to the audio, and you can hear our full thoughts. But for the part, for those people who don't want to listen to both, um, the results are as. First of all, I went nine and four on them, and three of the matches I got wrong were unimportant matches. So I feel pretty good about that for someone who doesn't speak Japan. Um, I was so, pretty
2: good. I only got one wrong or two wrong, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, all right. So the 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 first
1: match, I'm not going to tell you who the opponents were, just who won the factory or lost. The factory lost. That was uh, Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. They lost to uh, two Japanese blokes. Um, was that
2: Hiroki Goto and Yaki Hama or whatever? Hiroki Goto and Hiroshi Hashi. Hiroshi uh, so, so Hashi. H- you're the ones Yoshi. the
1: young bucks are gonna to wrestle tomorrow night on Rampage
2: on Rampage. And uh, I hate to break break it to you, I don't oh, know if uh, you caught the blow off.
1: Oh, I didn't, I haven't heard the blow off yet.
2: Oh, good, then that's all right. Then i not worry. nothing sport for you then. But I know no, who no, won the,
1: I, I know. with and f- when we talk about Rampage, there will be spoilers, but I want to okay, I want to try warn the audience so we give all the spoilers. Then. All right, Absolutely, so the next yeah, match okay, was no Lance Archer against Nick Camarado lance archer won he's going to the g1 he's AEW's only wrestler that's uh in the g1 tournament brackets so obviously he had to win and he should win um swerve and keith lee defeated whoever the hell they fought i can't even remember who it was but it was two other japanese Uh... blokes i sound like brian alvarez now calling everyone a bloke not i swear (laughs) not dubious of alvarez and dubious uh jimmy's from melbourne australia and they said i was that. gonna
2: say that's an australian thing to say dude i know i say because you all right who, who did swerve and and keith lee face i'm trying to think who did they face as a matter of fact for, for whatever was reason i forgot a guy and uh i will tell you oh wait a minute it what, wasn't it wasn't it hiroki goto and yoshihashi no they won their match
1: yeah no they beat the they beat the um the factory
2: Okay, let me just double-check on that for some uh, reason. Oh, well, he's looking into that. Point.
1: Listen, this was I actually love the Storm versus Camarado match, obviously a Haas match. I actually enjoyed the Swerve and Keith Lee match because the Japanese wrestler, oh, it was El Desperado in some
2: way. Oh, ah, that's uh,
1: right. Yeah, because right. They, were, I, I they were, I think they're Desperado's a high-speed guy. I don't know who he is, but you can tell just by looking at him that's going to be his style. But they really worked a sort of like a Minnesota Wrecking Crew type of style where they were they were just going for Keith Lee's knees. They were taking him out. They, they were trying to ground the big man and cut the ring off. It was actually really well done. Yeah, it was. And uh, Keith Lee would fight them off and get swerving. They had some miscommunications like they always do, but they overcame and they won. So they're still not on the same page and won. And this is not a spoiler because I only know they were the winner of Tomorrow Night's Battle Royal. But, I mean, at some point in this, I mean, it's a mini-spoiler, but so what? It, it, it's not a big deal. Um, I mean, we know that Swerve eliminated Keith Lee from a prior battle royal. Keith Lee has to return the favor on Rampage, right?
2: Oh, you think, but uh, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens there. I mean, I would. Uh, they, they have to. I mean, if they don't, I'll be a monkey's, monkey's uncle. All right. The, <laughs> well.
1: The, the ass boys defeated whoever they faced. I don't even remember who it was. This was another. Oh, it was the LA Dojo. Um, so it was DKC, Kenny Knight, I think is, is his name, uh, Alex Coughlin. Ooh, I can't remember who the fourth guy so It's not Clark Connor. She's the other guy I know from LA Dojo.
2: Well, at this point, it doesn't even matter, Jeff. It, it really doesn't at, at the end of the day, uh, the, the Ask Clowns won, and that reminds me. I've got an idea, but we'll get to that later on. All right. The the big deal with this
1: one is that Dan Housen – uh, play his his uh, his what do you call it? like a spin wheel uh, pin wheel kind of like uh, where you try to hypnotize someone like Sir Hiss used to do with the Harlem he, Globetrotters. Like Coach he, he trying to Bill. curse him. Yeah, came on the screen with his face, and he he played. He did. He said something about the ass boys, or played ass boys music, and the ass right, boys right. were so upset by that that they ran off back into the into the back. Never came back into the match. So it was basically Billy Gunn and uh, uh, Nick Castor uh Alone, Anthony Bowen still in a wheelchair uh, with a crutch can't help. But but the two guys won, um, and and so the ass Boys won even without the help of uh, Austin and Colton. So you know there continued issues with Danhausen. Then we had uh, wow, look at that. That's, see how we're down.
2: <laughs> Magic. Yep.
1: <laughs> then we had the Jericho group. It was Jericho, Suzuki, and Duvall against Eddie Kingston. Uh, uh, imono hiromo something so
2: takahashi. Oh, Umino you're talking about? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Umino
1: and, and who else was on Kingston's team?
2: Was it Mila, uh, wheel of Yuta, wheel of yeah, wheel of Kingston, and Umino. That's it, wasn't it? Or was always yeah, right missing three. one more. It was no, three, no, no, even, three right? on three because Takahashi uh got hurt and couldn't come and right. Or he had a fever. From oh,
1: Hikaleo, and Shingo.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Shingo Tagaki was in the match. No, that was a different match. Um,
3: was
2: it? I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't, I honestly, I don't even care.
1: Um, Jericho's team <laughs> won. This is so the ones I got wrong were Factory. I figured that they'd win because it was in Chicago. I also figured the Ass Boys would lose because I figured Billy Gunn was there to eat the pin and they put the dojo over to help New Japan. And I had Jericho's team losing because they did a whole thing with umino and how he embarrassed him as a young boy and whatever but actually it was jimmy on one of the other shows who said yeah but if jericho's team wins you know doesn't does it look like um the i don't know what you said anyway it doesn't matter i got it wrong I, i'm i think i'm conflating we do too i was shows. saying
2: i was basically saying that if jericho's team won and i'm talking about from <laughs> justice for shingo <laughs> shout out to jago um, yeah, I was saying that if, if Jericho's team had lost, it wouldn't make sense going into blood and guts. So that's the only reason why they won that matchup. Right. The first right, right, right. right.
1: If they lost, then they should win in blood and guts. Exactly. And right. I,
2: and I was foolish in saying, well, AEW doesn't always stick to those rules. Which surprised um, me about you, Jeff. I would have thought you would have saw that clearly coming because they're pretty predictable. Well, I thought that that was the
1: swerve. I mean, I, I, cause I, I just figured that Umino was there to eat the pen. I mean, cause he was sort of the odd man out. Um, and they told us you, you know I don't know whatever I, I got it wrong the, the next match was the uh, the fatal three-way FTR versus Rapongi Vice versus Okan and Cobb the IWPG tag team titles and the Ring of Honor tag team titles were at stake rapongi Vice did not have titles um, it was winner take all FTR won this was a very good match I don't like Rapongi Vice but I can't criticize the match um, And FTR now holds three titles. Uh, They couldn't mention on Forbidden Door because you can't mention AAA, apparently. Um, But they have the AAA tag team titles, the Ring of Honor tag team titles, and the IWPG tag team titles. So good match. Um, So I really enjoyed three. Actually, most of the matches were okay to pretty entertaining. I just wasn't invested in some of them because I didn't really, you know, know who half the people on the other side were. Um, And also when I start getting matches wrong, I'm like, oh, I don't understand any of this. (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> that's a good one right? so then we had the, the fatal four-way for the all atlantic title which featured pack malachi black miro and clark connors who was substituting for ishii who pretended to have a knee injury because he didn't want to be in this match um this was a great match uh clark connors although he looks like mini adam page or you know yeah. mini adam page had a child with with mini Shawn michaels and they they had a baby together (laughs) um he ran around and moved around like a crazy bird you know he's he's if you like the dance of wrestling the art of wrestling and it's not your comic book like it is for me then you'll like clark connor's actually you like a lot of the dojo guys i mean they they train them well the ring of honor dojo does also does the same thing though it's more built for american tv new japan is more for speed and and sort of acrobatics um but anyway uh we both picked miro on this we were wrong Pac one they they were by the way in the show there were two people who used mist uh so malachi black and one of the japanese blokes and one of the i need to stop saying one of the japanese dudes in one of the earlier matches said (laughs) they used mist also i don't think it worked for either of them um so pack one really which is good he's an aw original he's getting a title he's from england which is you know on the atlantic so it makes sense (laughs) um you know Jeez. malachi black cost miro the, the the title in miro's mind because he sprayed the mist right into him so that could be a feud that's a good feud for miro and black it's a shame that one of them has to lose um but at least it, it's at least it's an interesting matchup um buddy matthews may be on the shelf i'm not sure exactly he, he he's injured but he's working through it anyway so pack is your inaugural all atlantic champion so one aw original uh another one gets a title and so you can you can sort of stop the criticism with that i suppose though the all atlantic belt is still a stupid stupid name um the next match was another silly match but it was fun enough it was darby sting
2: who was the third guy in there in their team darby sting and shingo tagaki okay shingo tagaki
1: all right so shingo Tagaji of, of the japanese wrestlers like he sort of like a lot of the japanese wrestlers look like shingo takaji but like 15 percent smaller they're also like five tennis thick big,
2: strong looking guys like like harley Racious, you know not not that big thick not that the like barrel thick barrel upper chest. body sort of thing right but like even on the bottom they're a bit thick too so. yeah like like barrel like chest. a barrel yeah yeah, like you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to
1: mess with them, but they're not, you know, like if they were six foot three and the same build, like they'd be all, you know, Vince would have loved them all. Um, oh, absolutely. Anyway, so the on the other side of this match was who were they facing?
2: Uh, wasn't it the Young Bucks? Yeah, and uh, El Fantasma.
1: Right, the Young Bucks. Hikaleo in the corner. Right, this is the one with Hikaleo. And this is the one where I've Takahashi, he's the one who walked yep. around with Daryl the Cat for years. He also broke his neck, and now he's back wrestling. So good on him, but he had a fever and couldn't travel from Japan
2: to the Which US. Which is unfortunate, because I think he would have been a hit in the States, but that's just me. But no. I'm sure you wouldn't agree with me on that. I just love how eccentric his character is. It's it's pretty original. But, yeah, it is what it is. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. Listen. he'd he'd
1: only be a hit if he was going to be here for a prolonged period of time. If he got on the plane and left and it was a one-time thing, like none of these guys are going to be hits. Like there's maybe three names that came out of this or four names that came out of this, that your typical AEW fan who didn't already follow new Japan will know. And that's Osprey, white Tanahashi and um, Okada Okada. Everyone knows Suzuki, even if you're not an AEW. Oh fan yes, a
2: absolutely. One. I mean, yeah. you already
1: know Suzuki's name, and frankly, he didn't play a big role, and he, yeah, you know, he's mostly, you know, comedy tough guy. Anyway, like like I said, Stings Stings in a match not to lose. He won. He did some high spots, um, and his team won. So the Bucks and El Desperado, who's part of Bullet Club, they was they were a Bullet Club <laughs> re- re- reunion wow. for one night didn't work out so well, which was good for me and my predictions because I was predicting that that would be part of the story. Now you didn't make a big deal of it yet, but it made me feel good at the time. Then we and have hmm?
2: before you continue, I have to do this for Jago because clearly he's asking for it, but do you see the comment justice for Shingo Jeff? How could I miss it? Justice for Shingo. Right.
1: <laughs> there no you go not. Jago. I did it. No one in the hammerlock hangover audience cares. Um, <laughs> right. So Thunder Rosa defending her AW Women's Championship against Tony Storm. No surprise, Thunder Rosa won. The match was fine. I have to be honest with you. I watched every single second of it. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in it. I I glazed over the whole thing. Although I, I made it my business to watch the whole thing. Um, surprisingly, Nyla Rose didn't get involved. And I say surprisingly because she was a nuisance in the in the match in rampage where both these women uh were were featured in a in a match in in an after match segment Uh, and now tony storm has a match with nyla rose on rampage which really doesn't make a whole lot of sense but okay listen they didn't listen aw one of my criticisms of aw going back to the early days is there's always interference there's always too many people running around they resisted that in in this pay-per-view so i'm not going to criticize them for that and it's fine that nyla didn't get involved and they're continuing you know I was right that Tony Storm and Nyla Rose is going to be the next feud or the next matchup um and Thunder Rosa retain the title in a pretty forgettable match and the token women's match on the card Will Ospreay against Orange Cassidy some people including Jimmy are calling this the, the matches of the night my show a lot of people a- Jeff it's a disgrace a lot of people Orange Cassidy is a disgrace and anyone who thinks that this <laughs> is anyone they,
2: they like sports entertainment and stupid sports entertainment I mean, listen. Hey, I'm not hey, don't get talk. it twisted. Don't get it twisted. I-
3: I'm, I'm wearing... not the biggest
2: fan of his. Okay, just you. Yes, Whoa, who was that? You love Orange <laughs> Cassidy? Oh <laughs> no, I fucking don't. Don't give me that I- bullshit. I- I'm wearing a
1: Fiend shirt with Alexa Bliss. I'm I'm all <laughs> about demonic I'm all about demonic puppets. The Lily Lucian is real. Uh, so I like my own version of wrestle crap. So listen, I I got my things that other people think are stupid too. I just think well... Orange Cassidy in premier spots is stupid. As a comedy well, character, being the way Danhausen is, perfect.
2: Well, that gives the thumbs up from okay, R.C. Fine. All right, well, I'm glad, I'm glad he agreed.
1: <laughs> Listen, he's, he's getting <laughs> paid the same. Anyway, Ospreay, no surprise, retained his North American title. Juice Robin still ho- still holds the physical title and won't give it back. He cuts an annoying promo with Jay White. Yay. Then we have the, uh, the surprise entrant to face Zack Sabre Jr., uh, not much of a surprise to most. It was Claudio Castignoli, former Cesaro. If you're not aware, for those who don't know, that's the name he used on the Indies. For those who think that's just his indie name, you're wrong. That's his real name. Why do I know that? Because I looked up his trademark application for a CSRO, and the applicant is Claudio Castignoli, um, and you have to use a real name. So, um, by the way, that there's been no action on that trademark, except that that uh, Cesaro, through his attorney, has. Offered a unilateral amendment to change some of the details about what he's actually submitting for a mark. Um, yeah, I, I sort of like the the talking stuff cat thing. Uh, this is Michael Jarga says I don't hate stupid things. I love guys who walk about talking to stuff cats. I, I mean, I thought that was pretty funny. I don't, I you know, I don't mind that. I don't, I can't explain the things I like and don't like. I never liked the cobra. I didn't much like Mr. Sacco. I did like Moppy.
2: Like <laughs> <laughs> Moppy.
1: <laughs> I, you know, so listen, I, I am well aware that my, my line looks like a gerrymandered congressional district as well. I, the, on some things, I'm a pretty bright line with, where, where there's some exceptions. Other things, it's, it just is what it is. I just don't get Orange Cassidy as a main event guy. As a comedy guy, I actually think his shtick is kind of funny in limited doses, and I think it's actually a creative character. I've been arguing with people for years about this who, who thinks it's, think it's total garbage. I, I actually think it's sort of funny. It's, you know, it's sort of original. It's just it's just too much. Ever since the Jericho feud, when they tried to make him a main eventer, and they've sort of been married to that ever since, I assume it's because he sells a lot of t-shirts. Anyway, Claudio Castagnoli against Zack Sabre Jr. This was like a 20-minute technical match. I thought that Claudio should have killed him within five or six minutes to make an impression, but no, they can't do that. I hated this match. People liked it. I didn't. What can I tell you? Claudio won. Zack Sabre Jr. lost um I guess one day maybe we'll get Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson versus uh um Zack Sabre Jr down down the way Michael Jargo says I think Jim Ross may own the Cesaro trademark after last night uh, that's because Jim Ross uh, you know made an error and said Cesaro listen, listen a he's an old man <laughs> D, he's part-time now um and three the guy has been known as Cesaro for like the last 12 years uh, on a big stage and listen I still say Daniel Bryan every single show instead of Ryan Danielson so I'm not going to criticize uh Jim Ross for making this mistake once I mean it's like you know I still have struggles saying Malachi Black and I like Malachi Black more than Alistair Black and ever more like 15 errors so jar goes all over Jr (laughs) uh next match was the fatal four-way this was with Jay White the IWGP champion Adam Page hangman Hangman adam page uh we had okada the rainmaker and adam cole bay bay coming in with an injured shoulder some people love this match others not so much i'm one of the ones that was not so much i actually thought hangman page was the one who looked the best of this match some people say adam page looked outclassed jargo um by the way those who don't know who michael jargo is he is the host of it used to be hitting the marks now it's called the blow off Uh, and he is the proprietor of At Mark Media, um, where my shows sometimes appear. (laughs) And and Jargo, uh, aforementioned Jargo, recently left Iowa, where Steve is,
2: allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly, that's right.
1: So anyway, all that anyone really remembers about this match is that Adam Cole at some point got concussed in the match, and at some point he just really couldn't continue, didn't know where he was or was out of it, and Jay White had a sort of even though J.Y. hit the finisher on... I can't even remember who it was. I, I think Okada hit his finisher. J.Y. came from behind him, hit the finisher, rolled him on out Okada. of the ring, pinning Okada, and then sort of rolled, sort of basically an unconscious or semi-conscious Adam Cole away from the ropes into the middle of the ring and pinged him because the finish had to be Bullet Club versus Bullet Club, and J.Y. pinned Adam Cole to retain his title, which is what I said, and and I'm sure they were going to go with Bullet Club is fine times 57, Um, but now Adam Cole is concussed. Apparently, this is his second concussion in a month, and the shoulder injury, is it because he's too small? I don't know. Is it because he's injury prone? I mean, the shoulder might be because he's too small. The concussions, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he can't protect himself. I don't know. Concussions are not necessarily related to that in the least. Don't have any idea, but, you know, Maybe he shouldn't have been in this match if he had a concussion a month ago and the injured shoulder. It's hard to protect yourself when that much is going on. Anyway, um, that's a maybe. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, next match was Moxley defending his interim AEW title against the ace, Tanahashi, with beautiful hair, very lovely, lovely hair. Lisa Rinna would be jealous. Lisa Rinna from the <laughs> Melrose Place, Days are Our lives, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Married to Harry Hamlin, that's who Lisa Ren is. Um, anyway, pretty good match. It's just I was pretty much exhausted by this time, but Moxley won. He got broken open, busted open the hard way. Apparently, they headbutt each other, Moxley actually cut himself. Uh, but he, he retained, no surprise to anyone, except for Jimmy, who thought Tanahashi was going to win. And Brian Alvarez. No, I,
2: knew, I, d- I didn't think Tanahashi was going to win. I wanted Tanahashi to win, though. Let's, okay. let's get that straight. I actually went with Moxley winning, didn't mean I wanted moxie to win though. Okay. One thing that I did not mention is that the winner
1: of the Jericho match uh the other team would get a one man advantage at blood and guts. So with Jericho's team winning, uh they got to start first which means that they would have a 2 on 1 advantage and a 3 on 2 advantage and, and, until they got to 6 on 6. Um so jericho's team got to start out first on uh blood and guts before we move on to raw and other stuff there was a lot of talk that this was the all-time greatest inter-promotional show and i've been giving that a lot of thought probably more than i should because i don't really know this is an important question um i don't think that it is because the things that were at stake it was really obvious what was and what wasn't going to happen So, like even the ring of honor new japan show a few years ago in madison square garden even though it was just ring of honor ring of honor was like maybe a distant number two possibly tied for number two or even three behind impact even then it's hard to say i mean i think it was probably you know new japan probably helped sell out madison square garden more than ring of honor ever did but like the title matches were real because that those companies were in a real collaboration actually that card and the way ring of honor tried to book it and and take control of it is one of the things that led to the demise of that relationship um they tried awkwardly to keep it going for another year or so with lifeblood and some other things um so i'm not sure but me you know i'm a kid of the 80s i was watching wrestling a little in the 70s probably by the late 70s consistently so i remember fondly a card that most people remember horribly which was the awa nwa and i think it was uwf and
2: wccw all got together and put on like a super card. i don't remember what they called it they did they did 100 Um but, And not to also we can't forget the the WWF, new japan and all japan collaborations too in the past which were which were very big deals
1: yeah years and years ago so you know i think as far as spectacle and and getting to a wide audience Forbidden Door might be it but as far as the actual importance I think other cards were more but and this is a big but if there are future fairly consistent collaborations between New Japan and AW not just an annual Forbidden Door but even include but that but also you know more than just a little bit then it it may be shown as the doorway pun intended to some of the most important cards going forward but all i remember as a kid you know listen this is probably absurd for some people to hear now but back in like 1984 you know 1981 some of the best wrestlers in the world were considered harley race jerry the king lawler
2: don morocco
1: yeah uh nick nick bachwinkel rick Martel, rick flair obviously was there the road warriors were facing i can't remember who the uh, nwa tag team i think it might have been the rock and roll express I mean yeah. so th- these were really these were really dream matches now I was a kid so and and so I didn't care about work rate or anything like that I was just, I just <laughs> the right. old Warriors with you know and I was seeing like three or four of the world champions I think the free birds were on this card it's like things that you never thought you'd see you know because they were all competing promotions uh, right right I think adult wrestling fans, and were, was
2: it on yeah. WrestleMania weekend too? I believe it went head to head with WrestleMania, if I remember you know, correctly. And
1: that, was, that was a giant strategic fail, right? Was I, it yeah, it was Game? actually. Did they call it Starcade, or no, no, Super
2: Super something Super. I can't super remember, Spider-Man but it was maybe. something like that, something like that. But can I show you? Can I show something to the to our viewers and listeners? And this is a direct reply. To Claudio Costagnoli. It only goes for a minute. I just have to.
4: All right. I'm furious. Brian Danielson, you cheeky bastard. Huh? That was not technical wrestling. I did not sign up for that. I was coming for you, Brian, because we were going to find out who the best technical wrestler in the world is. You didn't bloody show up, did you? And surprises. I bloody hate surprises. Sodding Claudio. Did he not get the memo? That was supposed to be a technical wrestling match. Where was the technique, you Swiss bastard? Three years ago... I said that giving a technical wrestling match to an American audience was like reading Shakespeare to a dog. Well, I've updated it. It's like asking a dead dog to decipher whether a Monet is a fraudulent or not. Welcome to
3: AEW. Claudio. Claudio
4: that was not a technical wrestling match. I am still the best technical wrestler in the world. Huh? But next time, any of you soddy nyanks huh? want to put the test to me, you can get your ass to Japan, you can get your ass to the UK, because I'm not coming back to America.
1: Jesus Christ, man. That was that was terrible. First of all, it kept freezing. Secondly, nobody cares about Zack Sabre Jr.
2: It was freezing? That's weird. It wasn't freezing, freezing no for me, but anyway. It, it
1: repeated twice. That was awful. Don't really? Do yes. Wow, I didn't even know that. That's and weird. nobody okay. cares about Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. sucks and is an embarrassment to the industry. Oh,
2: all right. Sorry. Anyway, continue on. I don't even know where I was. I I, I lost my we'll, place. We'll, we'll talk about the '80s. You know, growing up in the '80s. And, I thought you were going to what... put the car to that show. Um, so to me, that
1: will always be the most important car. But it ended up in a failure, so I guess you really can't call it. So is it? Maybe let's put a pin in it. I I, I don't really have a vote in in that debate. I don't think so, just because the the results were so obvious. But you know the ring of honor show in msg with new japan the results were not necessarily that obvious Uh, so i mean it was part of an ongoing thing so i'm still going to call that more significant um as far as important as far as substance is concerned but as far as the future and broadband wise this one tops that one whether it's all time don't know Ah, well jargo saying work fine here so that's great the only one who couldn't see it was me well i had to see it twice don't care I want to see it again. All right. So with the audience's permission, which I don't really need, we're going to go straight to Blood and Guts and then we'll circle back to WW because Blood and Guts was last night. We're recording this Thursday night, uh, the 30th. Blood and Guts was the 29th. So, uh, you know, there was a, a proper rampage, a proper dynamite beforehand. Uh, and in that, we already talked about the Wardlow segment, so we won't, won't talk about that twice. Um, you had the... Asp Boys come out. They, you know, they uh had challenged Danhausen. Um the ass Boys were not feeling at all. They didn't want to do their announcing that they're in the wrong city. Um they had a more serious tone to them. Um so anyway, Danhausen comes out and he says something to the back. I hear you ass boys are mad and made some sort of challenge. Dan Housen is not really concerned with this, but he found a team to help him. <laughs> and it turns out to be FTR, which was sort of a, a weird pick, no hook. Um, but FTR comes out, the, the the baby faces helping the underdog, you know, in, in this case, and sort of a weird combination. But actually the, the, the match was pretty fun. I think this was actually the second match on the card, but it doesn't matter. We don't need to go in order. Um, basically what happened here is that Anthony Bowen's put the uh um, push the the his crutch into the ring uh colton gun was gonna use it on dan Housen, but dan Housen got out of the way our cash wheeler hit the other gun and one gun kid hit the other gun kid with the crutch and then dan Housen scored the win so the good guys win
2: the ass club is all upset they're fighting they're arguing what is it well, I wanted to mention. Did you notice the part with? And I forgot to mention this on the skirmish yesterday, but did you see Aubrey Edwards. Yeah. Has she saw? You know how Bombers was about to hit um, one of the ass boys oh, yeah. with the crutch, and she turns around, spotted it, and then pretended like she never saw right. it. She That's saw the it. type of shit I can't stand. Absolutely bad right sorry continue I just had to point that out the best thing she did during during
1: Blood and Guts is when Ty Conti knocked her out um <laughs> but yeah so anyway the ass boys and and the um the acclaimed are arguing Anthony Bowens by the way at this point gets in the ring he's walking you, you know so he's he no longer needs a wheelchair how healed up he is we don't know uh presumably he's he's well enough that, that you know they'll go into a program and the the the, the follow-up to this or the payoff is that. Billy Gunn shoved down one of his own kids, sided with the Acclaim, and the Gun Kids skulk off, <laughs> mad and upset and confused that their father sided with them. Uh, and the Scissor Daddy Club may be uh, splitting off. It may just be the Acclaim Scissor, uh, you know, it's and, uh, and the, you know the the Gun Club, you know, maybe alone. I, of course, think that at some point it's, it's going to be a swerve. Billy will reunite with his kids, and and. Uh, Betray the acclaimed and the acclaimed will turn face.
2: I've got a better one, and this is thanks to Jargo, actually, who mentioned that really? on the blow-off earlier. Yeah, and get this. This makes sense and it would sound good. Picture the ass boys becoming the ass clowns and joining Jericho's jazz group, right? And, and they change the name as the ass clowns. But you get rid of 2.0 or whatever they're called. And uh, replace them with the ass clowns. I mean, think about it. Ass it's a throwback to Jericho as well. I, that would be a perfect fit for Jess
1: I have no need for the inner circle 3.0 I you know I I, I, <laughs> wow. I, I I sort of had enough of that whole thing um Jade Cargill had a match um it was against someone named Layla Gray who's who's been on uh WWE programming dark so she's been around was she, a porn she star? Applied...
2: what's that was she a porn star
1: I have no idea.
2: Because <laughs> well, she's her name sounds like a porn freaking name in many ways. Well, all wrestlers' names sound like porn <laughs> names. That's I'm sure Layla too. Gray is not her real name. Um, <laughs> probably not. So,
1: so apparently she expressed an interest in being a baddie. Anyway, Jade Cargill comes with Kiara Hogan and Stokely Hathaway because Red Velvet's so injured she can't even come to the ring. Um Kiara Hogan is wearing heels and she she almost trips walking down, which was a little bit funny. Her and Stokely Hathaway start giggling. Uh, while doing it, which was sort of cute, but, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, Jade Cargill basically squashed this woman, and then she's yelling how, you know, she made an open challenge at 11.59. No one answered except for Layla Gray. Athena and and Chris Statlander, you all, you all are lazy, so they came running out to beat them down. Jade and Kiara tried to get, get ahead of it. They failed. Um, so Athena and Chris Statlander got their offense in. Stokely Hathaway says to Layla Gray, "Who's recovering now? This is your opportunity on the outside." So Layla Gray knocks out, I think it's I think it's Chris Statlander, and joins in the baddie attack. So the so the baddies are standing tall. Um, but while Stokely Hathaway seems pleased with himself, and Layla Gray seems pleased with herself, and Kiara Hogan's not exactly sure what to do, Jay Carville wants nothing to do with Layla Gray, which made it a confusing story Uh, because it would have made sense if she goes my newest baddie you know this was a great plan stokely but instead jade doesn't seem happy about it so you know it can go in a lot of different directions it was just it was just really confusing as to why that happened usually you know the the thing is that the fix was always in it wasn't a real squash it was it was a fix and it was a trap um but no not this
2: time yeah no you're spot on and uh have you noticed that fan in the crowd the last three, four weeks that's wearing a box over his head? Yeah, I think that's Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian. It is Kip Sabian. Well, I mean, where are they
1: going with this? I have no idea, but he posted a picture of himself recently, and it, it's like Kip Sabian ate Kip Sabian. He's much bigger, which
2: is... He d- what- well, yeah, He, as a matter of fact, you're right, because the guy even with the box over his head Doesn't even look like Kip Sabian. I'm not saying that because he's got a box over his head. Just even the build. You're right. He does look much bigger.
1: Listen, I still don't know what the future could possibly hold for Kip Sabian. But at least he's trying to improve his look. Um, (laughs) I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Jeff trying to improve his look. He's, He's succeeded in improving his look. And right, well, got, yeah, physically, right. And, and he's with Penelope Ford, so he's always got sure. that. Uh, really? You know, if they if they make them as a as a team, um, you know, him against Ty and Sammy could be something, I suppose. I, I, no, I don't that definitely that would be a thing, one hundred percent. I would think so. Eventually, they're both heels right now, but that, that's not necessarily how they bring him back. Uh, hopefully, it's not going to be you, you know dealing with Miro again. Nobody needs that. And then you can see him bringing in C.J. <laughs> Perry, Lana. Oh
2: well, no. I'm waiting for that. I mean, the time's coming, right? You think she's going to sign with AEW.
1: So going back to Wardlow for just a second, we all need to resuscitate the whole thing. But so far, not due to anything that Wardlow's done, except that promo last night, which was no bueno. Steve is Mm -hmm. right so far. Because he didn't think Wardlow had it. I I don't think it's his fault. I think Tony Khan made a very tactical error by letting MJF do a thing, and then it was the booking. But listen. This is like diamond mine, no excuse zone. So so far, Steve is right on on the Wardlow. Oof.
2: You know, I've got to give him that too. All right. So you can't Christian blame Wardlow though. You can't. You can't blame Wardlow for this. This is out of his control. Well, I can with the way he presented
1: himself last night during the promo. I mean that, that well, was that, that was just lame.
2: Well, if you were him, tell me you wouldn't be like down on the dumps, shall I say, with the way he's been perceived lately. I mean, I, I wouldn't well, that, give a shit at this point either my job isn't to
1: recognize that my job isn't to act that way my job is to act like hmm. i'm a man on a mission my mission is that tnt title and nothing's going to get in my way and be and speak with emotion not just sort of nonchalant like the, the mellow cool guy you know that that, that just didn't work it didn't, it didn't translate all right christian cut a promo and he said that he was asked to come out to apologize to the audience because people were offended by his uh, promo um and all right jargo is saying and now <laughs> aw is thinking of intergender tag titles and it's your fault jeff it's all your fault like like they haven't been thinking about that since day one uh, <laughs> i mean well, all, the, the more t- everyone's going to get a title but uh, I- i'll take the blame uh, for that i mean the only titles i i want them to add trio trio's title or a faction's title i want them to add youtube titles so that those shows mean <laughs> something
2: Fuck <laughs> you, no. You know, no so no, there,
1: no 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 YouTube titles please <laughs> no, I, I,
2: you haven't heard my oh. pitch
1: on this there would be like the NWATV oh. title if you successfully defend them 10 times on the YouTube channel you can then claim a title match on the uh, for the corresponding title on the main roster so there's going to be stories down mm-hmm. there that matter they have nine wins will they get to 10 will someone glue them they can also choose not to take the the main roster title shot they can choose to keep their titles because they're happy where they are. So there's there's all sort you know, but there's all sorts of things to to make the people on Dark and Elevation feel more important. Um, listen, if you're going to have a roster that big, you need more titles. If they are cutting the roster, as is you know, as is being reported, they're not renewing appearance deals. Um, they're exactly Jargo says nothing screams baby face like an I don't care attitude. Ex- exactly. Um, if they're if <laughs> all right this stuff with, with jargo I, I it's losing track i can't do this um <laughs> so if if they are letting contracts expire and they're cutting out the the appearance deal contracts so the roster is actually a reasonably sized roster i agree they don't need they don't need the youtube titles they didn't need the all atlantic title i would be okay with the trios or better yet a factions title because they have so many factions not just three man groups which would be fine for a three man group, but it's it's defended by any three people. So it's like three bird rules, but it's authorized. So like a faction like the Dark Order, which used to have eight people, now it seems to have more like five, maybe, who knows. Um, you know, any three of them could defend it. Um, so you know, anyway, uh, trio's titles are coming anyway. I'm just I'm just making a pitch. it's the faction or stable title instead. Um, all right, so Christian comes out and he says, the only thing I'm sorry about is that your entire family, is dead isn't dead except for your mother call me <laughs> which which was pretty funny I, you know this is one of the things i can't stand about wrestling fans is they want edgier wrestling they, they they love the blood they want they want the shoot work but when something offends their little delicate sensibilities they get all offended so Christian saying your dad was dead Ooh, that cuts too close to home it's scripted he obviously ran this by Jungle Boy before. Jungle Boy was okay with it. Luke Perry was an actor. Jungle Boy comes from a Hollywood family. Stop. You will never get interesting wrestling if this happens. Even AEW <laughs> will get more homogenized. We have no idea how Discovery reacted to Blood and Guts last night. If you ever read any of the tea leaves from Discovery, not through AW Stan lenses, but through reality lenses, you would know that Discovery is not too thrilled with with the, the TV 14, the TVMA, They said all of their programming is going to be PG in, in prime time. They said all their sports is gonna to go to streaming. Tony Khan in the post scrum media when asked about Ring of Honor said, oh yeah, that's definitely one of my projects to get Ring of Honor on TV, but it takes two to tango and we have great partners in Discovery. He shouldn't have said any of that. He just told us that Discovery has an exclusive right to wrestling with him or at least with AEW and that they don't want ring of honor now what does that mean about dynamite and rampage very well could mean absolutely nothing there might be no connection it just might be that they don't want any more wrestling on discovery but it's a clue that they don't really want wrestling even on streaming why wouldn't they say sure put ring of honor on discovery plus why not we'll, we'll give you a little bit for it it's, tony comes not in the business of making money he's in the business of losing money and stroking his <laughs> yeah. ego According I to see. Forbes in 2022, he was worth one billion dollars. So he can continue to lose money. It's okay because now I don't know if that was before the market dropped six thousand points. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how they, you know, how they know what his assets are. I, I assume most of that just comes from the increase in value that happens pretty much every year with a share in an NFL team and a share in a, in a uh, soccer team. Um, but anyway, he, he as long as he's if he's spending a hundred dollars to make sixty dollars he can continue to lose forty dollars pretty much in perpetuity um so anyway all i'm saying is that the the clues with peak with uh discovery saying pg pg only sports on streaming all scripted shows uh are cancelled um hmm. and not wanting ring of honor not throwing that party for aw when they were in la you know all of these tea leaves, None of the clues say, we love AEW, we, we, or, or as is or we love wrestling. I, I feel like Tony Khan is playing a, a unilateral game of chicken with them. I think he's like like a lot of people maybe listening right now, are like if they just see the product, they will fall in love with it like I did when I was 15. No, they won't. TV no,
2: but see, what? But why would he be playing chicken though? That's the thing. Why would his ego allow him to do that and possibly jeopardize AEW's TV deals? because he's it's not his ego he doesn't think he's playing
1: chicken he truly believes it he's like this is the best thing ever ring of honor new Japan 2000 <laughs> 2005 2009 wrestling was the summer best. of punk all, all people need to do is just see it and then they will understand they will get in they love will love it like I will he truly believes that in his core so he can't see anything else he's never had to he's never had he's never heard anyone say note him he's never had to worry he's been you know shit. surrounded you know in private schools or with tutors with, with with people who've just said yes to everything everything's come easy to him because his father according to Forbes in 2022 was worth nine billion dollars <laughs> no shit yeah so wow. you know, this family is worth more than the GDP of some countries <laughs> no shit absolutely uh, I don't did, did I miss a match in uh Oh, yeah, Luchasaurus. So Christian said something like, I know you said I demanded a match. By the way, I never heard that he demanded a match. I knew he demanded a segment. And I'm not the only one that only heard segment because I've been getting... Figure Four Online, I subscribed to it years ago for free. And they put most things behind a paywall. So I haven't gotten many of their shows in the last two years. Like maybe once a week something will drop or sometimes twice a week, sometimes nothing for a month. Now I've been getting one or two shows a day from them I don't listen to all them but I've been listening to a bunch and they've all all of the hosts whether it's Andrew Zarian or Mike Sempervivi or these, these other guys on g and I I don't know their names but everyone I think even Alvarez said this uh they were all saying that great another Christian promo none of them said a Christian match so nobody heard this either so it's not just me anyway right. the match wasn't for me it was for this man and then we heard basically discount Kane music and, and it's luchasaurus <laughs> it's still called luchasaurus not vibora not not anything else uh but he's in a it's no longer the green mask it's now like a matte gray charcoal gray uh mask his tights are black um and uh so he, you know he's on the dark side christian was also wearing a black turtleneck and a, and a black jacket not that is you know not as like tan uh you know biker leather jacket um and and uh luchasaurus squashes another reptile serpentico uh with <laughs> a serpent. it like, yeah it looks like it was going to be jungle boy's snare trap but it was a, like a snare trap with like a with like a Mr. Spock nerve pinch Ugh. uh so uh I don't know it's something other than the Jurassic you know I said the crustacean crust but the is crust- yeah. a type of like sea life but I think there was a crustacean period so the uh. crustacean crutch, a, well, there's the Mesozoic, but the, what do we call the Mesozoic map. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, it was fine. He, he, he killed Serpentico, and then he killed Serpentico after the match was over and left with Christian. So, you know, Jungle Boy still hurts, so this is fine. And, you know, obviously Jungle Boy will have to go through uh, Luchasaurus, maybe bring him back to the good side before he gets to Christian. But this is fine. I don't know what they're going to do with Luchasaurus, but I'm here for it. I mean, you know, if if Jurassic Express is no longer a tag team, I'm cool with it. I figure there's too much top tier singles talent. The jungle boy will manage to get lo- lost in the shuffle. Ironically, this is where orange Cassidy comes in useful because they're basically cock each other. So <laughs> it's the same slot. Um, they just have too many guys. So then we get the blood and guts. So some people hated this match. I'm not one of them. I, I liked it. It was messy. It was sloppy. It was bloody. It was brutal. It, it was, it was silly at parts. Um, The big news coming out of it is is Santana was, like, the fifth guy on Team Jericho to come in. Oh, May the 4th. Anyway, he comes in. I missed most of this because he did, like, a couple of offensive moves. Apparently just did a urinagi, landed badly, and, like, his leg landed like a Z. Um, There's no formal report out, but it, it looks like at least a knee. You know, hopefully it's just a sprain. Maybe it's just a knee and ankle sprain, but it looked like... I have to be honest, it looked more like tear, ACL, MCL, maybe a broken ankle, I don't know. He tried to get up at some point a few minutes later and make one move, but immediately collapsed back again. Kingston knew he was hurt because at some point he was going to sling somebody into the ropes where Santana managed to roll himself out of the ring onto the apron. He was basically lying on one of the tables and on the upside down part of the table, so that couldn't have been comfortable. So you had to know what kind of pain he was in, and he was in the cage, so the medical staff... I guess, decided not to come in. I, I don't know if that was the right call or not. I truly have no idea if that was like, uh, you know, listen, it's a fog of war game time decision, I suppose. I'll give a little bit of pass on it. But there's been so many injuries in AEW that you think that they could have had the medical staff come in and, you know, the refs could have just blocked that part of the, the ring and said, keep it over there, guys, and they couldn't get <laughs> yeah. the match. And, and um, especially,
2: Jeff, June has been an absolute cursed month for professional wrestling in terms of injuries. Yeah, so this looks
1: bad for Santana. He's he's added to the list of injured wrestlers just in the last two weeks. Bobby Fish, of course, Sky Blue, Kyle O'Reilly, Tomohara Ishii, if it's real, Jungle Boy, Adam Cole, Nathan Fraser, former Ben Carter from NXT, Santana, as we just talked about, Aliyah from WWE, Richard Holiday from MLW, canceled a bunch of shows because of a concussion. And those are just the ones that I know of. Um, I am sure that there's a whole bunch of other walking wounded as, as there always are. Um, anyway, there was one particularly silly spot where Ty Conti is trying to, well, Eddie Kingston allegedly introduced rubbing alcohol into the match. I guess he was going to try and set Jericho on fire to get revenge. Um, and by the way, I was wrong. Imunu or Miru, who Jericho during Forbidden Door, dude did one of those wizardly flame balls that i thought he was gonna somehow get involved and get his revenge on jericho never showed up this or nothing it had nothing to do with it so i Which guess it goes back to japan or you know i guess he'll get his comeuppance then or maybe never i i don't know anyway that didn't happen so so that bottle got emptied out at some point so jericho told Taikanti conti to to bring more rubbing alcohol and and you know it's a water bottle but instead of like the uh the thin bottle she had like a like a Fiji bottle water it was thicker it was, and it was too thick to get through the the chain link fencing so she's trying to get it in so the the bottle top must have been on tight enough so it pops off so the water starts squirting all over the place then she's squeezing it to try and make it go and so more water's coming in all the place. <laughs> it's obviously that. I mean uh, you know and, and eventually it, I think eventually they just gave up on the spot entirely because there was no flame introduced to it and because she was getting involved Ruby Soho ran down, who in a pre match vignette said that Eddie Kingston trusts very few people, but she's very honored to be one of them. I didn't know they knew each other, or at least not that Neither well. Neither did I. <laughs> she said that Mox is one of them and Monkey Ortiz is one of them. She didn't mention Santana, so what the fuck? She didn't mention Conan. I mean, no, nothing about <laughs> Hernandez. <laughs> oh my I mean, God.
0: Got not oh. homicide,
1: nothing. Uh, so. so <laughs> so uh, apparently she's ahead of all those anyway so she runs down and she attacks Tay Conti, and the funny part of that is Tom, Conti was wearing okay jericho's group came out all like they were in clockwork orange but in red outfits and instead of bowlers they were like fedoras but it was like sheer red like sleeveless shirts or like what the like, darby allen or jeff hardy would wear except they were red and like red pleather pants with like walking sticks <laughs> and red fedoras like you get at a party store for like someone's birthday <laughs> um Ty Conti was wearing like a red dress very short uh you know very high up on the hips um and when Ruby Soho tackled her her dress popped up over her hips and oh yeah you basically got the full moon and maybe some more (laughs) and so they're but of course they can't forget the spot they're still continuing to fight and Ty Conti is pretending like she's in the fight of her life but she keeps pulling her dress down even as they're going up the ramp, I mean, they, they they can't even have the ref break them up. So she can, they just insist on doing it. So she's she's pretending to punch with one hand and pulling down, trying to keep her dress down with the <laughs> other. And at some point, she pulls it down like as far below her knees as she can, which is really just above her knees anyway. Anyway, I, I don't mean to belittle match. The end spot was actually pretty clever. A bunch of the guys made their way to the top of of the ring. It was jericho and kingston kingston's happy because jericho can't get away he's going to get his revenge this 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 is what this was all setting out to be he's getting bet- the better of jericho he's going to throw him off the side just like last year's blood and guts um but uh the, the matt whatever his name is from ever 2.0 gets up there he's he uh, beats up. Uh, he gets on um kingston he stops that from happening but claudio castagnoli gets up there as well he he starts beating up on, what's his name? Matt. What, what's his last name? Matt Maynard. Matt Maynard. Okay, so he's beating up on Matt Maynard. Jericho starts losing against Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston puts Jericho in what was it the what, what's it called the the Palm Stretch?
2: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. he puts him
1: in a submission. Apparently, it's the same submission. Jericho tapped up to tapped out to Kingston at Revolution, and at the same time, Claudio puts on. He also did by the way the, the spin around the world up on the top, which was a pretty cool visual. Um, but he puts on – it's like a sharpshooter, right? He does, he does like a – Yeah, sharpshooter. it was yeah, a sharpshooter. He does, yeah, he does a sharpshooter on Maynard. And the question is, who's going to tap first? And Maynard taps out. So Claudio gets the win for his team, and Kingston, instead of being overjoyed about that, is frustrated – I mean, it's not enough for him to have had Jericho and think Jericho didn't tap out. I mean, it wasn't about the team winning. It was about Kingston winning. So Kingston sort of reluctantly happy. He's reluctantly sort of giving, you know, fist bumps and things like that. Like, he's accepting Claudio's touch. He doesn't start hitting him, but he doesn't look happy about it. He's muttering to himself and anyone who will listen. Um, Moxley's trying to get everyone on the same page, but they never quite do. But just enough. So... it was well done and you know obviously this thing with kingston and claudio will continue uh clearly this thing with jared co appreciation society and B- BCC needs to end it needs to be done and they need to move Ugh. on
2: um but okay. are they ever going to move on jeff that's the problem i mean they seem to always go in a bit of a merry go round where they always end up meeting each other again
1: well it, you're right but i mean they already had anarchy in the arena this has to be the end if, if it's not Please. we'll piss on it but but you know i'm, gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna assume i'm gonna i'm gonna assume that they will all right fellas, this is where the end ladies or lady that's the case probably more is likely um <laughs> rampage there's going to be spoilers so they have something called the royal rampage which is a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the interim aew title another battle royal what are the rankings for no rematch for hangman page blah 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 Anyway, it is what it is. I love a battle royal. We talked about this on the skirmish, me and me and Jimmy, yesterday or two days ago. And I said, they'll probably have some throwaway heel, win it, who doesn't have any chance in winning, but it'll be confused as a push. I said, why not Ethan Page? He's done a lot of losing. Well, it's not going to be Ethan Page. It's going to be Brody King. Uh, maybe an even more throwaway heel, but someone who hasn't been doing anything, who's in a faction that does. that's down a member and the leader of the faction is involved in... Something else, or likely something else. So anyway, Brody King, fine, big guy, looks intimidating, looks scary. Give him a match. There's absolutely no risk of him beating Moxley. But fine, it'll be a TV match. It'll be fine. And hey, listen, if this means House of Black attacks Moxley and then we get, you know, a match with with Buddy Matthews and then a match with Malachi Black before CM Punk gets gets back, fine. If it turns out CM Punk's going to be out longer than they think. I would not be opposed to malachi black holding that title while well, i think that would be cool um but anyway brody king is your winner for that and and the number one contender for the interim title the young bucks play face goto and Hani um on the skirmish we discussed this too we both thought the bucks would probably win but if the faces won because it's a non-title match we figured that they could demand a title match and maybe they would do it at a japanese show but no the bucks won but the, the, the bucks win i don't know if they cheat or not but the bucks win by the way they cut a promo during uh, during dynamite saying they had no friends red dragon was gone cole was gone they didn't mention omega by name They said even brandon cutler isn't here we have an intern fred who's doing the videotaping right now who's, who's filming us right now uh, <laughs> yeah. about jay white or other bullet club members nothing it was but they said, but the only friends we have in need are our AEW tag team titles. So that's fine. Um, and then Tony Storm faces Nyla Storm. Uh, Nyla Rose, Tony Storm wins that match. So that's the end of your spoilers. Uh, that's all we're going to talk about Rampage uh, until next week if something major happens. So now we're going we're to launch back around and go back to Monday to a little WWE talk and Monday Night Raw. For a Raw, this was not bad. Uh, that was largely because it started with the Battle royal to fill out the men's money in the bank match or at least to add a sixth person to the or seventh person to the men's money in the bank there's talk that there's one more and and we're not sure who it is yet I'm not I haven't confirmed that but that's what I'm hearing um, but it was the John Cena tribute yes Vince McMahon came out and, and made a speech uh, John Cena did cut a bunch of segments in the back he was you know, congratulating people, or they were congratulating him. He was talking to people, he was giving pep talks to the Street Profits. He told Ezekiel that the secrets of success is just being yourself. There was one scene where Becky Lynch, when everyone was clapping, she was sort of looking down and doing a slow clap, which was obviously in her heel character. Um, It was a part where Seth Rollins was giggling about money in the bank, and John Cena looked at Omos and said, good luck, and walked away, uh, seeing how gigantic Omos was. Um, the Cena segments were nice. They showed his make a wish stuff. They did some, you know, they, they, really focused on, on that more than his matches, which is fine. Um, and that made the, the, the show more tolerable as far as the battle Royal was concerned. Riddle won. Um, so Riddle is going to be in money in the bank, which brings me back to my question, which is if Riddle does win money in the bank, and that's an if. And has the briefcase and cashes in on Roman Reigns he lost a title match where the stipulation was he could never challenge Roman Reigns for that title as long as Roman Reigns held that title so one you could be WWE lazy and say money in the bank trumps all stipulations it's it's like a free pass which is the easy thing to do the other the other thing you could do is have riddle cash in successfully and then Paul Heyman make a protest, and they do like a court thing or an arbitration thing or whatever, or one of those WWE management has looked into it. And yes, the stipulation still holds. We're sorry, Riddle. We have to reverse the decision. You have to give the title back. Um, if you want the case back, you can get it, but you can't cash it in on him. And and maybe that makes Riddle go crazy. I I, I don't know. Or maybe that just builds you know more face f- furor behind Riddle, and the crowd loves it and hates you know the bloodline's a little bit too cool so maybe it gets more heat on them and maybe it, you know but as i think about it that's really clever and it's too clever for wwe maybe too clever for wrestling period what do you don't think don't
2: talk logic jeff i say that to anybody that actually has good ideas because there's no way they're going to think about it that deeply
1: i, I i'm afraid that you're right the other thing I was saying, if they add someone else, I mean, you know, everyone's, you know, Logan Paul was just signed. Do they put? I'm him hearing in Logan
2: Paul could be the mystery guy to be in the Money in the Bank matchup. Actually, I'm surprised I haven't seen everyone say it's the Fiend. It's the Fiend. I think people are giving up on that. <laughs> no. um, Boy, people don't actually give up though about the Fiend. Well, either way, like <laughs> right? But I mean, he'll come back eventually. But people truly think every week he's going to either appear in AEW or WWE, one, one way or the other. Maybe, well, yeah, listen. He recently filed for a trademark
1: called Wyatt Six,
2: right? I heard
1: by the way. The same day Cesaro or Claudio filed for his CSRO trademark, the undisputed elite filed for their trademark application. There's been no action whatsoever on that one, so don't hmm. think they have the trademark. All right, the other scenario I was thinking about is that you know, when in doubt, you stick Brock Lesnar in, and Brock Lesnar <laughs> yeah. could win the money in the bank. Yes, he already has a title match. But this way, I was thinking they can have a brutal match. He could actually, Roman could win after a brutal match, or Roman could win because Brock gets himself disqualified because he's so brutal, and then he cashes in the money in the bank immediately afterwards mm-hmm. and beats him. Again, <laughs> be Great, I think that would be great. It's It protects Roman. Um, again, it might be too clever for WWE, but I will say this for WWE they pretty much only think about their one top story everything else is crap but they do tend to think about their top story so i'm not quite giving just remember i put those two scenarios out there first as far as i know anyway i mean there's probably ten thousand wrestling podcasts and youtube shows out there maybe that might be conservative maybe someone else has said it but i haven't heard it i haven't seen either. so i tweeted both those things out today so it's on the record both audibly video now and from tweets earlier today um the guys six packs in it right six <laughs> pack secure uh <laughs> the other significant match was they filled out the seven spot in the women's uh, money in the bank There's, this was a i think it was a seven-way match or a six-way match they didn't have a battle royal i'm not sure why i mean the answer is they don't have enough women jeff they could have found them but anyway becky lynch won so becky has found her way into the money in the bank uh match the, the rest of the card was you know is basically unimportant uh they they bumped kevin owens versus uh ezekiel elias or elron off the card so that that never happened i don't know why uh, maybe they couldn't find an elias beard that they were comfortable would stay on maybe it was just because it's seen uh, was going so well and then they ran out of time whatever it is to be continued maybe um don't rule out the logan paul or the Miz either i mean the Miz is always sort of a favorite to be in there sneaky and all that um i think they're going by elrod by the way not elron um oh boy anyway the raw know, yeah, it, it was pretty good so we'll skip over to nxt so NXT, they did a vignette with the D'Angelo family. It was just D'Angelo and Stax. No two dimes because hes uh, he was released three weeks ago before the <laughs> two pre-tape shows. So they did a vignette insinuating that he was sleeping with the fishes. They threw the watch that Tony D'Angelo gave him into the sea. Oh. So people are saying there's a murder on NXT. There's a gang hit. People are down on this. Not me. I love it. These are characters. These are mafia characters. That's what the mafia does meanwhile uh two dimes tweeted out don't worry i know how to swim so
2: (laughs) (laughs) well they say he's going to be back anyway so
1: yeah i I think he got like a one strike and i I think as long as he behaves himself and keeps working he'll be okay um but not necessarily the same character i mean we have giovanni vinci so uh you know so anyway um it was mini cesaro and i guess now replacement cesaro Anyway, <laughs> also oh, yeah, in this point, we saw Briggs and Jensen come out. They are the UK NXT tag team champions. Why, I don't know, but Pretty Deadly came out and they're like, we want our belts back, and they're like, No problem, we'll face you anytime.
2: I hope Pretty Deadly win these belts back, take them back to the UK and never come back. Um I'm hearing they could end up staying in the UK permanently, actually, Jeff. Who? Briggs and Jensen? Uh Pretty Deadly. Good. That's that's exactly what I want to happen.
3: I'm,
1: I'm all for Fair that. Enough. So, Great American Bash is this coming week. So, instead of going through NXT, we can touch on NXT stuff based on the Great American Bash card. So, one of the matches is Trick Williams versus Wesley. Wesley cut a promo where you know Trick Trick Williams won't let him find his happy place, uh, and his his peace his peaceful spot. But he's gonna, but he, you know, don't mistake his openness for weakness he's gonna sh- he's gonna show him what's going on in the ring and wesley needs this win trick williams doesn't so i'm predicting wesley wins um it also looked like zion quinn who lost in what i liked as a haas match to sanga which he should lose to Sangha because Sangha rules uh zanga is the future of, of all wrestling not just wwe uh so zion quinn bumps into apollo cruz and apollo cruz is like yeah You'll get him next time or something like that and zion quinn's like Ugh, what are you doing here and, and apollo cruz is like have we met and zion quinn's like yeah a lot's changed in three years since you've been here but you're nobody <laughs> you, you don't you don't run this place anymore i do i'm six foot three i'm handsome i'm what a wwe superstar looks like and the paul cruz is like all right well show me in the ring so i think that's a match for great american bash uh zion quinn has taken a lot of losses he's been injured a lot Apollo Crews is new to this there, you know, so I'm going to say Apollo Cruz wins. You probably will, for sure. I also read a report that both Sanga and Zion Quinn are being
2: considered to be brought up to the main roster. I'm all about that. Well, I'm hearing also that, that Quinn might even get released soon. Well, he's been injured a lot. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. Anyway, I don't know how true that is, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But I do think he has a lot of potential. Well, yeah, he is tall. He is
1: handsome. He is Samoan. I mean, you could see him put him in the bloodline where he doesn't have to wrestle that much. He can just be sort of their insurance policy a la Rick Rude. He can carry his own briefcase around to counter the other briefcase. Who knows that that would be fine. Let's, let's face it, the Veer thing is getting old fast. Oh. Sangha and Veer were a tag team. Maybe reunite them. They could use another monster tag team. Oh, get um, rid of him. I'm well, so over not,
2: these guys. All of them. Even Shanky can dance his way on out the door. I'm as okay far with am dancing. Now, Sangha rules. Oh. Really. But, oh, boy. you know, it's
1: funny because with WWE, they may well be deciding between bringing him up or releasing him. That could be the choice. Oh keeping I, him on NXT I, I, I might
2: not be this may not be an option there may not be option b and maybe a or c yeah no i agree because it's probably not viable to keep him there who knows um anyway so roxy
1: and Cora jade faced k and k dance factory that's Kaden carter and katana chance um roxy and, and Cora jade won uh k and k dance factory later on where they couldn't believe that they lost they can't act Uh, they're better than them. The woman who is trying to get into Diamond Mine, I don't know her name, she looks like Fallon Henley, but it's not Fallon Henley, basically tells him to get out of her face. She doesn't have a partner, but I guess she'll get a partner. I don't know. Anyway, Roxy and Cora Jade get to face Toxic Attraction for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. Um, All right, I'm going to call this, and I'm probably going to be wrong Yes, I know they love Roxy and they love Cora Jade and Toxic Attraction can lose the belt and get the belts back and that's probably how it's going to go but since I want this and since sometimes you do get nice things in NXT I'm going to say that Cora Jade is dead she's been replaced mm-hmm. by Roxanne Perez I'm sorry she used to be Roxy she's going to betray her she's going to join Toxic Attraction and Toxic Attraction is going to retain those
2: belts because Cora Jade is now a new mean girl Hmm. That's right, I that, said. But that sounds, that sounds like that could actually happen, though, Jeff. I. That's what I want to happen.
1: So, all right. The Creeds, they are facing Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp. Is Damon Kemp Gable Stevenson's brother? Is that Lee Stevenson his wrestling name? No, nah, is it? i never heard that before. Somebody typed it once. I didn't bother to, I'm too lazy to look at it. Look Maybe it up. I'll look it up.
2: I'll look it up. I'll look it up now. Anyway, you say so, Gable Stevens' brother, Stevenson. Oh, yeah, Stevenson. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, um. I'll check now. I don't think so. That's bullshit, really. But I'm I'm getting to it. Well, just, I'm asking just a question. I'm not making it as a statement of fact. Right. No. Of course.
1: Um. um so a- anyway, so you know, they are obviously having more no relation. No relation good okay no relation that would be a relief because if that was Lee Stevenson, i'd be very disappointed because I'm, i wasn't <laughs> nah. too excited with gable the last couple of times i've seen him, didn't um, know him why. so the, the strong lost a match he he got pinned um this week so you know they're all furious they're not on the same page he basically the creeds were controlling things julius creed had everything he had the matched one um I can't even remember who they were facing. Oh, they were Joe Gacy and the Dyad, who people still are insisting are the same height and aren't the grizzled young veterans. They're totally not the same height. They're totally the grizzled young veterans. Just one guy bends his knees so that he appears to be five inches shorter. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Roderick Strong takes the hot tag. There's a little conversation that leads to buffoonery, and Roderick Strong eats the pin. He starts to make excuses again. Diamond Mind doesn't make excuses. We'll show you. No, we'll show you. So... The Creeds against Strong and Kemp for the NXT Tag Team Champions. Ivy Nile seems to be on the side of the Creeds. I predict that will stay the same. It may even be that Damon Kemp joins the Creeds and betrays Rodri because this is going to be Roddy's swan song. He exactly, has I was going to say that. Times. WWE said, no, stick around. But, you know. He wants to go. I don't know if this match will actually be his last match. I wouldn't be surprised. But this is his last feud, if not his last match um and and they'll let him go and while a month ago i'd say great another guy in aw to just fill up space with everyone who was part of red dragon and bullet club now injured with everyone undisputed injured he'd be perfect uh, hero, right now. sort of on on the on the shelf yeah. if there was ever a time for him to make a little bit of sense i guess now's the time
2: Right, um, but I, I actually think he'd be perfect to actually be part of this new Ring of Honor if it's going to be a thing. I mean, obviously, with the history that he's got yeah, in Ring of even, Honor. Even if it's not
1: a real thing, if they just put on shows periodically, or put on, air quotes, Ring of Honor matches
2: on AEW television, him being allocated to Ring of Honor is fine. I, I mean, know, absolutely. I, I wouldn't be down on it. Even I'm not the biggest Roddy fan myself, but right now, like you said, he could really... Like, do some damage in AEW while all these, you know, stable mates are all practically injured. Yeah.
1: So, next we have Wendy Chu versus Tiffany Stratton in a grudge match of sorts. Ugh. So, all right. So, WW or NXT apparently has one writer who loves g- dream sequences. We've been seeing them with oh, Apollo Cruz, where he's like sort of has these daydream visions that project into the real world um, where he can see the future, which is another reason why I think he, he, so that he's going to beat Zion Zion, because he said things aren't looking good for you uh as he looked away not into the camera but off to the side the way they teach her the main roster anyway Wendy Chu had competing dreams one was a nightmare about how mean Tiffany Stratton's been to her and then the other one was her beating Tiffany Stratton and getting revenge Tiffany Stratton's winning this match Wendy Chu this shtick is over Um, please get rid of her too
2: what's with this stupid gimmick dude agree
1: Her, I, I think nxt releases are coming Roderick's going <sighs> to be one wendy chu is going to be one in the hartwell is going to be one um i'm sure there will be others but this thing with wendy chu listen for three weeks i said this is nxt's orange cassidy so jeff why are you a hypocrite i'm not i said mm-hmm. orange Cassidy was funny for three weeks
3: it's been more
1: than three weeks all right the other, oh, So we also have uh, Cameron Grimes against Braun Breaker for the NXT championship. Cameron Grimes is cutting full heel promos, basically telling Braun Breaker that that everyone thinks you're going to win, but I'm going to win because this is my life. This is what I'm dedicated to you. I don't have a plan B, but Braun, this was your plan B. You (laughs) wanted to be a football player, and you weren't good enough. The Ravens cut you, (laughs) so you called up dad, and daddy got you a job here (laughs) with WWE. And if you lose that title, no big deal. You'll go to Raw. You'll, you'll go to SmackDown. You'll probably get a match on SummerSlam. All true. Yeah. And then they got into a little bit of a ruckus. Uh, Braun Breaker was t- thrown into the turnbuckles so hard. Apparently, the turnbuckles fell right off. So he hit the exposed part or whatever. It ricocheted. It hurt him so badly. His shoulder is injured. That That's the angle. I guess we're supposed to believe that Cameron Grimes toyed with the equipment somewhat, that he knew that this was going to happen. He pretended that he cared, but then he laughed at Braun Breaker. Anyway, doesn't matter. Braun Breaker's still going to win. They'll use the injury. Cameron Grimes will sell the match like hell, but there's no chance in hell he's winning this match. Um, Not best for last, but it was built in sort of a clever way. Grayson Waller against Carmelo Hayes for the NXT North American title. Not exactly sure who the heel is. I've been saying I think that they're slowly turning Carmelo Hayes back face or at least tweener. Grayson Waller interrupted an interview segment uh, with uh, wh- whatever her name is, Michelle McKenzie, Mackenzie Mitchell. Yep. Um, with Trick and Carmelo Hayes. And Grayson Waller wants autographs for all his family members. He's got a basketball. He's got a jersey. He's got some 8x10 or 8x11 glossy pictures. So Carmelo Hayes is... <laughs> You know, he gives him a sharpie. He starts giving autographs. He goes, don't forget this one. And he signed something without <laughs> looking at it. But if you look carefully or looked at all you have seen, it's a blank. It's a piece of white paper. You don't see a picture whatever. Well, basically it was a contract. So he tricked Carmelo Hayes into signing a contract on TV, which would vitiate any other a contract in any other part of the world. But in wrestling, it doesn't. So this was clever. So Carmelo Hayes finds out in a second interview segment that he has a match next week for the title. He's like, what? I He's like, ah, oh, that guy tripped me. He's like, but then he's like, I don't care. I'm Mello. Mello. Mello when he takes his shot, he don't miss. So
2: okay. Mello's money, legitly. Not yeah. Mella, Mello. <laughs> yeah, Mello is money. So I'm still there's no
1: reason for Carmelo Hayes to lose his title. Grayson Waller, to be honest, he's somebody I'd like to see them release. I don't think they will, because <laughs> he, he at least acts like a heel and has a wrestler's personality. Like if you gave his personality to Duke Hudson, that would probably be
2: somebody who has a future. Duke Hudson, by he's the way, like is being released. Oh, he's pathetic. He's big for nothing. And like you, like you said with uh, Stu Grayson, he's an Aussie that's good, but he's just too small. Yeah, he's too thin. Uh, on Duke Hudson-related news,
1: he is Jake Atlas's significant other. He's the one that was involved in that. We'll call it an altercation. Right here on the show when we described that, I said – don't be surprised if these charges get dropped and never go to trial. It's that's the kind of thing that happens. That's exactly it got dropped. Um, I'm, I'm sure neither party wanted to prosecute. The cops seemed to arrest him just because he felt like he had to. I don't think he really wanted to. You know, obviously there's a, you know, you, the prosecutor, you know, didn't see anything compelling, so they dropped the charges. No surprise there. Anybody who listens to this show wouldn't be surprised because I told them that was that what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's enough of an XC. That's a great American Bash predictions. WWE Money in the Bank coming up this Saturday night in Las Vegas. This was the show that was going to be in the Reliant Arena where the Raiders play, was moved to the MGM Grand. I think it's sold out. I'm not really sure. No one's really been, you know, doing their troll posts, positive or negative about sales.
3: Uh, so I yes, that's that good.
1: Um, so in the men's match right now we have riddle we have seth rollins we have almost um sheamus and drew mcintyre and i don't remember anybody else who's in this match i <laughs> care because i'm because my thing with riddle as much as i love it as clever as i think it is i think it's going to be seth rollins who's going to win ah
2: oh, easily in my opinion it has well, to be who else is in this match it's not baron uh riddle riddle is also in the match i said him. he's Oh well, he's a possible winner, but uh, I'll, I'll look. I'll look up the exact cards just to be sure. But um, there's a few. There's really, from what I remember, it's just basically. In my opinion, it's going to be Rollins. Omos is in the match. Did you mention Omos? You did, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll Seth, Sheamus, oh, uh, Drew McIntyre. Little... Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. That's another story
1: that I I would like to see, but it's too it's too good. I mean he has to fail the bloodline in this and and if you know and then if you know and yes, obviously the you know as an honorary oose he's he's you know he's he's barely young he's barely he's nary
2: an oose. Oh god. It would be good though. I mean if they were to do the right thing and want to actually, you know swerve us in many ways, why not go with the Sami Zayn thing? Because I think it would be fresh and actually interesting, but like you said, there's no way they will anyway.
1: Listen, there's a bunch of great stories in this. You have Drew, who's the chosen child, but he already has a title match in Cardiff. Right. Sheamus, I don't think anyone thinks is going to win, which is why the puncher's chance says he might have a chance. He doesn't. Sami <laughs> <Tammy laughs> Zayn to be the insurance for the for the bloodline. Great story to you know insinuate himself into the bloodline. You know get get their favor. Riddle for the imaginary fantasy booking scenario we had. For Randy. Also, you know, all you know, for Randy, it also ties into, you know, you know, when Randy turns on him, that it, it's that much more there's that much more heat. Uh Seth, perfect heel. He's annoying. He's been doing nothing but losing matches lately. This is a heel <laughs> he that stupid big be- uh, briefcase with his stupid attitude is perfect together. Um instantly it doesn't matter <laughs> if he loses matches because he can always get a title match. Uh almost because he's seven foot three. He only needs to get to the second step to do it. Uh, you know, so you know, plenty of good stories in this, so it's intriguing. This 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 card is so poor. I don't know if it's poor. Either. It is. It's it, poor. It just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't seem like people are into it. But
2: I wasn't into the last card either, and it overperformed. So I'm right. hoping it's going to be one of those. Make no mistake about it. It actually will deliver because WWE just seem to deliver on their pay per views for whatever reason. They just do, no matter what the card is. I mean, Helen the Cell didn't look that great on paper. And it, it over delivered, as you exactly. said. Exactly.
1: That's the one I couldn't think of. Hell on a Cell. And frankly, the, the In Your House, the NXT show, I thought was a lot of fun, also. And I couldn't. I was not looking forward to that one either. Um, you're right. In some of the easier matches to pick, Ronda versus Natty. There's no chance Natty's oh. winning. Obviously, Ronda's winning. Bianca versus Carmella. Unless they pull the switcheroo that we talked about earlier, um, yeah, there's no chance that Carmella's it. beating Bianca right usos versus the street profits that's probably the only one where there's any mystery involved we've seen Um, it so
2: many times already though jeff week in week out it feels like at this point right
1: and the street profits have won both of the singles matches so i don't think they're done with the bloodline having a bunch of guys so i'm going with the usos maybe this is this is the angelo dawkins gets frustrated and turns on you know maybe they all Got the they got opposing messages from Cena, Angela Dawkins mm. heard it. If this ain't working, you got to look out for yourself, bub. And Montez Ford was like, "Ride or die with your team," and that way, you, you know. And obviously, Ford is the one people think is going to be the breakout star. He's more athletic. He's got the better build.
4: He's married. To and the he's got more charisma.
1: Let's be honest yeah i don't much like his character but he's that de- he he definitely has more of a dynamic personality That's
2: absolutely dynamic. does but if that's the case if they do do that well then it's the beginning of the end for dawkins unfortunately
1: yeah maybe you never know i mean there's some people who linger in that company forever you just never know True. he's a pretty big guy he's been there you know between nxt and the main roster what seven years now I yeah, bet that give or take all right we also have lashley versus theory for the u.s title um This is an interesting matchup because, I mean, Lashley really should be in the world title picture, but they obviously don't want it to be. Theory is being teased for a Cena program, but they only had, like, you know, not a particularly significant interaction on the Cena show. So here's what I think. I think that they do want Theory and Cena to face each other between now and SummerSlam with the actual match. I don't think they want the title to be involved so that Cena can win without there being a title involved. So, I think what's going to happen is at some point in this match, when Austin Theory is gallivanting around and being a, a bit of a prick or whatever, when, when he got the upper hand on Lashley, you know, probably because he moved out of the way just in time and Lashley <laughs> ran into a steel, you know, the steel steps or something, John Cena's music will play and, you know, he'll maybe do a Mac Caster like rap or he'll just distract oh, God. You know, Austin Theory. And then Lashley gets up and puts him right into the hurt locker. Whatever it is, whether it's that or not, I think Lashley's getting this U.S. title to be a, at least a two-time U.S. champion and two-time world champion, even though I I firmly believe that I still want him to be in the world title pack picture. But he could be a belt collector. Hope, hope springs eternal, but I'm going to go with Lashley on this one. What do you think?
2: I actually think Theory will win because do we really want to see Lashley with the United States championship? Like you said, he should be gunning for the world championship not the united states championship unless he becomes a bit of a bell collector like like seth Rollins did last a few years ago with the united yeah. states championship and the WWE championship on wwe doesn't let us have nice things there's not
1: going to be a bell collector thing for, <laughs> nah. in that the 100%. bloodline is the closest thing to that um i don't know but, you know i i I agree. I want Lashley in the world title picture, but I don't think that's what WWE wants right now. I don't know why. I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago when Lashley uh, won a match. He he grabbed a, a fan's replica bell from you
4: know
1: Raw World Championship from the crowd. He put it over. He held it his head. The crowd went nuts. So they erupted for him. He's clearly over somehow as a baby face, like the first time in his life. Um, he looks like a superhero. He, he's doing the best matches of his life maybe it's because of the the rest of the WWE the style has adopted to him maybe he's gotten better I don't
3: know maybe he's he a little better
1: whatever it is I agree he should be in the world title match if that's the case and theory does something tricky or sneaky or whatever to, to somehow protect Lashley I'm okay with that too um whatever it is I'm going to stick with my prediction now because uh, I think that they have other plans for the world title now, and and even at forty five, I figure that they they think that they could turn Lashley back on in like nine months or something.
2: Well, uh, he's on right now. I mean, why not? Like Strike while the iron is is still lukewarm. Because if they don't strike soon, I don't know, man. Why, indeed? Because WWE. We can't have nice things. Because because fuck you, that's why.
1: Um, yeah, exactly. As far as I know, the the final. I mean, unless they add other matches to to the card. Uh, is the women's Money in the Bank match. I think there's only the six matches at present. Maybe they'll add another one on SmackDown. Um, And in the women's Money in the Bank, we know we've got Becky. Becky, we have Oscar, (laughs) We have Liv and Alexa. We have Lacey Evans. We
2: have Shotzi Blackheart. Do we have a seventh yet, or is that still to be determined? I think that's still to be determined. Okay. I don't think Uh, we do have a seventh. Let me double check on that though. I'm pretty sure we don't, but I'll check it out.
1: All right. In in any event, I think this is going to be Becky's to win. They they want her in the title shot. The crowd wants her to be a babyface. Has to be Becky. Pushy. Yeah. If Seth and Becky both have it, they can sort of be WWE's version of a power couple. Uh, annoying heels with the with the briefcase. I uh-huh. still don't think the crowd's gonna. <laughs> I still don't think they're going to avidly boo Becky no matter what, but you no, know, you know don't WWE. Want to. If if something, if they love something and it's not working, they double down on it. <laughs>
2: so, oh, so that's ridiculous. Oh, Ra- did you say Raquel Rodriguez? No, yep, she's the one I forgot. Raquel Rodriguez. There you go. Yeah, too 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 soon for that.
1: Um, I I don't know what's going to happen in this match, uh, but I imagine it's going to be sloppy. It's
2: Becky and it's going to be yeah. becky that wins. there's no doubt about i mean look at the promotional posters even yeah yeah i agree that was my pick and like wwe doesn't really try to surprise you anymore
1: i mean they're more more about event building that's i mean they would rather sign Which is cool yeah they, they
2: would rather sign one logan paul than 10 brian Cages. and i'm cool with that as a matter of fact i mean i'm just being honest I've never been the really. biggest fan of Brian Cage, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's I, sure, I he looks pick, great, but I just pick Brian Cage at random.
1: We make a ten Shelton Benjamins. Make it, make it ten Lance Archers. Make it. I'm
2: just the point. Make a ten Killer Crosses. Ten. Well, that's the difference. AEW do that. That's exactly how they recruit. Whereas WB is all about star power. You know what I'm saying? That's Why where the probably- money is
1: wwe doesn't need to make the choice though and they don't need they need more wrestlers and logan right paul, i i have no opposition to logan paul being he's he's a natural I mean, he was great at wrestlemania i assume he'll get better every now and then his brother can be brought in that can be fun they've got the built-in you know frenemy thing with the miz great um but just like everyone else if he's over pushed it, it's gonna get annoying at they, all they need the variety the one thing the AEW used to do really well is give us a lot of variety and i say used to because they've they've fallen into Mm -hmm. like the the, the same acts over and over um but anyway so that's that's money in the bank uh and that's pretty much your wwe report little bit about about news of the week uh moxley did an interview with his wife on sessions she no longer calls it oral sessions uh in that he revealed Mm -hmm. that his therapist while he was in rehab told him he needs to
2: leave wrestling (laughs) (laughs) okay god damn
1: it I I guess he didn't listen and I guess Renee is okay with it what what can I say
2: (laughs) that Um, was a weird interview bro I'm not gonna lie
1: (laughs) it really was Um, also there's something that that Thunder Rosa said apparently during the media scrum she indicated that she was going to Joshi Wrestling in July so I don't know if she just told us that she's going to be giving up the title she's gonna drop the title before then whether she's gonna be stripped of it or whether she's gonna be defending the aew women's world title in japan um or maybe she's just going for a week and, and it won't make a difference but i mean i don't know anything about joshi wrestling i don't know if they take you know 10 weeks of wrestling over four days or if it's a weekly show or what i i have no idea um
2: yeah I, i'm not too sure about it either jago is the resident expert when it comes to that
1: Oh, yeah, I know, and I, and I cut him off, but honestly, nobody really cares about Josie, except for the extent that Thunder Rosa... Oh, Sarai, she's another one who I think is going to be released. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, there's there's nothing going on there. Um, Tony Khan in the same meeting scrum indicated that he signed Claudio a while ago. He didn't say how long ago, but a while ago. Really? Or Brian Danielson said that he named Claudio, and that he was planning to use Claudio, or considering using Claudio for the for ring of honor which is actually something that, that we've all talked about said so it would be great that you know he's never been a world champion anywhere and probably wouldn't in in AEW either but for ring of honor he'd be an awesome world champion and, and might get people interested in it and maybe that'll still happen i mean again ring of honor has no tv it's you know their world title isn't even mentioned on tv uh tv title is um we have jay white uh, challenging samoa joe for it every week even though we all know where samoa joe is uh, and Sanjay duck talking a lot, and he's not that good at it. And Ugh. apparently it's Jay White versus Samoa Joe. It's not Satnam Singh, even though Satnam Singh's right there. So it, it, it's a little it's a little bit odd in that. In that
2: That's realm. a mess, Jeff, let's be honest. This thing yeah. should have been stopped a long time ago. I don't even know why they're even still attempting to make something of this crap.
1: I don't know if I mentioned this when I was talking about Ring of Honor earlier when we talked about it during the media scrum earlier with Tony Khan, but July 23rd is the death uh, before Dishonor pay-per-view right. show for Ring of Honor, the next Ring of Honor show. It's in Lowell, Massachusetts. I Googled it. This building holds a capacity of 6,496 or 97. Uh, you figure with the ring display and the ramp and whatever, they probably have to cut off, um, you know, probably about, uh, you know, a, uh, 20%, something like that. So it's probably, you know, a 4,800 seat availability. Um, you know, it, the, the seats are are $29. So listen, I don't know if this is a smart move or it's being conservative by Tony Khan, but it is being conservative. And he's a guy that's fairly conservative. So I'm going to give him credit on this for being smart. I know nothing about Lowell, Massachusetts. I don't know the size of it. <laughs> I don't know if it's a great wrestling town. I don't know how close it is to Boston, anything. Not a thing um but you know we don't have a card we, we we know Samoa Joe versus uh Jay Lethal and his crew we, we don't know anything else we would hope that Jonathan Gresham will have an opponent we would hope FTR will be defending their Ring of Honor and perhaps other titles as well on on this card um we think and I keep saying we that Mercedes Martinez will be defending against Serena D for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship because um, they seem to have a, a, one of the most lightly referenced rivalry or feud going um, and it's less than three weeks away So, I mean, listen, Tony did this with Super proud of Honor, but that was a very different circumstance. I mean, he just announced he was buying it, that he didn't even close on it. It wasn't clear who was booking for a while. And you can give him the booking it. And And they said, and you can give him a pass.
2: Right. You could have given him a pass for that time. But right now, I'm sorry, but there's no excuse. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, But if you don't have a car, don't expect to get
1: 6,500 people, even with the, the, semi-reasonable expectation that there'll be at least some aew talent that's not earmarked for ring of honor i mean with fdr having those three titles I, you know do you bring in Tully blanchard enterprises and have them lose? um oh. do you have moved by disqualification tony doesn't like disqualifications at all but is that just for aw is it across the board um good, good you have brian cage challenging jonathan gresham I mean, that's a weird match, but okay. I mean, at least it's something. I mean, you can build a card, but build it. Put it together, man. Um, I don't know. you have any thoughts on that, or is it just the, the lack of information is just frustrating?
2: Well, yeah. It's, what can I say other than there's a lack of information and we're only three weeks away? How's this card even going to sell pay-per-views, dude? This this mysterious card.
4: I mean, I, I so, and when are
2: they going to start building to it? You got to start yeah. from now. After this, I'm not 100 percent sure it's even
1: on pay per view, um, th- because well, I this, think it is. How do you ask someone to pay $50 for a pay per view when the tickets are 29 bucks? I mean, not <laughs> not on the resellers, yeah. scalper market where they go for one or two dollars on the day of the event. I mean, listen, if scalpers buy the tickets, the the promoter still promotion still makes its money. It's still a sellout. I right. don't care what anyone says. Absolutely. Whether the scalpers yeah, continue to be in that market, I don't know probably not if they lost a lot of money but you know and how the the scalpers results for forbidden door applies to regular AEW events or regular aw pay-per-views I would not necessarily assume that they are related at all I, I think that, that the scalpers lost money because most people aren't all that interested in, in New Japan you know I mean we track the statistics every every week unfortunately we, we can't track the statistics of New Japan pro wrestling on AXIS TV because they haven't been reported in four weeks which means they're out of the top 150 shows, which means that they're, they're not getting over. They're not, they're certainly under 50,000, probably under 40,000 or right around the 40,000 mark. Um, yeah, that's pretty bad. So I don't know. I mean, and I, you know, if it's a pay-per-view it's, and if it's 25 bucks or 30 bucks, how do they sell it? Well, me, I'll buy it. Um, <laughs> you know, or if honor club is 9.99 a month, maybe I, you know, get that membership. Watch the show and then cancel. I mean, I'm not one of the people that does that because I don't think I'll remember. But I, you know, I, you know, I, I know how to work a calendar. Um, <laughs> anyway, you, you, I, I'm not sure how many people are interested in that, but you all know I'm a, I'm a ring of honor mark. All right.
3: Well, I'll Sonny be definitely
1: kiss. watching it. That's for sure. So, in other AW news, Sonny Kiss is mad as hell, and he/she is not going to take oh. it anymore. And I don't say he/she is a joke. I have <laughs> heard that. I've heard that Sunny can kiss. Wants to be referred to as she or her, but I haven't seen that myself directly, so I'm saying he, she, because Sonny kissed be born a man, and I don't think that Sonny's going through a transition, I, I'm not sure anyway. That I'm not, I was not doing it to be snide. Um, anyway, mad because Sonny has not been on TV for something like two years, I wonder why, and and you know. Pride wrestlers should be featured more often. I would argue that, that Nyla Rose is featured way too much. Um, Bowens is featured? Yeah, Bowen. yeah. The claims are on all time when Bowens is featured.
2: And, and you know what's good about him? He's not, a like, he doesn't flaunt that real, you know, no offense to anyone out there, but he, he doesn't act up the way uh, the others do. You know what I'm saying? Which is great. No one gives I, a shit when you act normal. You okay, know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't say acting up or acting
1: normal, but I understand what you mean. He's... Sonny Kiss is flamboyant in the stereotypical right you know, gay man that, that likes theater and makeup and you know and and theater and and things like that, uh, whether that's accurate
2: or not. Anthony Bowen's, if you didn't know you would you know uh, exactly and that's what and that's why I respect him so much because he doesn't need to put that shit on. To say what who he is and what he represents, you know what I'm saying? And and by the way, you know,
1: I almost feel bad tap dancing around it and and like sort of like you know tapping you on the wrist about that because the truth of the matter is, is that most gay people I know speak the same way, they they use the same term. It's it's mostly non gay progressives and the Twitter sexual community, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the you're all right all heterosexual whatever but uh, you know progressive heterosexuals and gay twitter you like the woke twitter verse that, that, that you know doesn't i mean i i you know i i know many gay people both personally and you know through celebrity or whatever and this is how, this is how they talk i mean andy cone on bravo he says, we like theater we like this we like frou-frou drink i mean I, you know so anyway Whether that's good for the community or not, I don't know. I mean, you know, whatever. Anyway, this is really enough about that. Alan Angel five with the Dark Order. His contract has expired. It was a little bit of scuttlebutt that he would still appear on a per appearance basis. Apparently, he said no, I won't. I don't know. What's that mean? (laughs) You know, a per appearance basis means that there is no contract that 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 they call you when they need you. Say we'll give you seven hundred bucks or whatever. So, um, you know, I. I am not under the impression that when AEW wrestlers work the indies, that AEW gets a promoter's cut. Maybe if it's something like uh, impact or something like that, but I've been under the belief, not the impression, because this, this is just something I put together in my head, is that when AEW wrestlers appear on other promotions, Tony's still paying for it. I, I don't, exactly. I, don't think, I don't think impact paid for you know anyone to be on there. And when the Good Brothers were on AEW, AEW paid them. Impact and paid the Good Brothers. I don't think there were any broker fees or anything like that. I could be wrong about that. I just don't think so. I think so. Uh, you know. Anyway. We'll see what happens. Alan Angels apparently is only 24 years old. So he got oh. on TV for, for two years at 24. Good for him. Um, Absolutely. It's a nice guy. His dad's a nice guy. I only know that because uh, they were both on Twitter. And before they became big shots for star reading my anti-AW rants and ignoring oh, my really? WWE rants and my anti-MLW rants and my anti-NWA rants. Uh, <laughs> no one blocked me, but they, they, they both stopped following me. Um, <laughs> Lady Frost asked for her release from Impact, and it seems like she got it, eh. which is, a, which is you know, like I say, the, the motto of the show is another week, another Impact talent leaves. And people ask me why I don't give Impact a chance.
2: Yeah, no, Probably. like I said, I don't really give a shit. I mean, does it mean Lady Frost now goes to AEW, possibly? Uh, you,
1: you think that would be a likely place? I, You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what she does. What she does. I mean, there's all sorts of talk about
2: that Jordi Ann Grace might be going to AEW. I, I mean, I, I, I can't stand it, but she could be a hit in AEW, actually. Well, well, she could be, but how? They have one women's match on Dynamite,
1: one on Rampage. One of those has to be Jade Cargill. So out of the two matches, one is going to be Jade Cargill almost every week, and they might have one backstage segment involving women. And sometimes when it is, it's just like Ruby Soho's role in this blood and guts thing. I mean, so why do they need
2: more women? Why do they need to improve the women's division? They're not going to focus on it. (laughs) Well, you're right. I mean, essentially, we don't even have good matchups anymore with the women. I mean, really, uh, it, it, it always feels like a jobber sort of female going up against the biggest star, generally week in week out. Other than your pay per view matchups. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get some tag matches, I guess. Um, right. Do you have you noticed we haven't really heard Britt Baker's name in a bit? I was gonna say, I was no shit. I was gonna say the same thing, man, I, I kid you not. What's going on with Britt Baker? What, is she injured? Is it something we don't know of? I don't know if she's injured. I don't know if she asked for time off to take care of Adam. I don't
1: know if this oh. is planned time off. I don't know if they're trying to see what AEW life is in the women's division without britt Better, worse, the same, especially with Tony Storm, Athena, Chris Statlander sort of getting a boost. Ruby Soho, they you know they 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 sort of decide not to forget about her this week. Um, they will next. Know. Maybe Jordan Grace is coming in. Maybe Sasha is going to be available. I mean, you know, so who knows?
4: Well,
2: and, if they do, if they do end up getting a Sasha Banks, that would turn their women's division on its head. No doubt about it. It would bring a lot of eyes, I think, to their division. Would it bring more eyes than CM Punk? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> That's the truth. So, so, but then again, so. maybe maybe so. I mean, today's climate is very different. You know what I mean? Maybe Sasha Banks does bring the extra eyeballs. Who knows? Know. Who are we to even judge? I mean, I doubt it, like you said. But we'll see if she even makes that job. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see.
1: It's Even if the story, and I'm going to say story, not like a news story, even if the story that we recounted at the top of the show is correct, I mean, it doesn't sound like AEW is part of the plans. But, again, to be continued, I'm not sure. This is just speculation. I think that, like CM Punk, you'll get a boost, you know, 150 to 200,000 people the first couple of times. Then they'll go, like, eh, it's still AEW. We're not interested in this. Yeah. Whether they legitimately don't like it or, you know, or whether they're, you know, they're just AEW, I mean, uh, WWE ride or die. Um, Xavier Woods has a new show. It's called Arena. It's going to be on YouTube and a couple of other places as well. And But obviously WWE is involved with it because they promote it on TV. And in our sort of sad but not so sad story of the week, pictures surfaced this week of Joseph Meehan working at Disney's Jungle Cruise. Uh, oh,
0: boy. Who's Joseph
1: Meehan? That's Joey Ryan, oh. formerly of Lucha Underground, of Impact, and... Uh, uh, the, the sleazy guy, he, was, he did the, the dick suplexes, the dick su- uh, druids, or the condom druids in All In. Oh, God. Um, he was fired after there were about 20 allegations of different types of sexual harassment, sexual assault uh, against him. He then sued Impact and all of the women individually. We actually had Stephen P. New on our show once. The He was representing one of the female wrestlers, and it was all but... Dismissed at that point. I'm sure it's dismissed by now. I think all of the cases Joey Ryan filed have been dismissed. The one against Impact may still be going on. Uh, I've got to look into that at some point. There's frankly not been enough time. But I guess Disney didn't do much of a background check. And so this got back to them and he's been fired. Uh, so I know people are going to say, God has a right to work. You know what? He's a sleazy guy and shouldn't be around kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's something wrong yeah. with him. Yeah, he's got a right to work, but he doesn't need to be work, working where, you know, people take their, their little kids and in some place like Disney, which is family friendly. There's nothing family friendly about him, you know? <laughs> I sort of feel bad, but I don't because he's, I mean, it, it's not. I know not, what you're saying.
2: It's not like he got screwed like like you, you can say Enzo got screwed. Um, Enzo definitely got screwed. He screwed himself, though, when it comes to Joey Ryan. Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't seem like he screwed himself. It seems like he's. A narcissist. It seems like he's a sleazy bad guy.
1: Maybe he's a, you know, maybe he's a sex addict. I mean, every everything is some sort of, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, addiction or no, Nothing can just be you're you're a shit, uh, unless unless people on Twitter decide you're a piece of shit, then you're just a piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, until you tell me you're depressed and have anxiety, then it's okay. <laughs> um, it's one <laughs> of those. So there's <laughs> oh, that. Fuck. So Joey Ryan, the saga continues. Now, before I get to ratings, okay, I have one sort of public service announcement. This is a long shot for anyone in the Hammerlock Hangover audience, but you never know. All right, so Jimmy Rave used to be a deathmatch wrestler. Uh, yes. He has he died, um, and I don't know if anybody knows Jimmy Rave or somehow acquired any of his memorabilia, but he sold he sold a lot of it. His daughter wants it; she will buy it back. Really? So, you know, I I doubt that there's many Jimmy Rave ride or die fans out there but if you really want to be a fan of jimmy rave contact the daughter she she said she'll fly to you she will buy it from you she's not asking for charity she's not asking for a handout so if you are someone who bought some jimmy rave memorabilia especially like jackets and boots and things like that things that you know not eight by tens or you know autographs or whatever but his actual stuff you know consider you know contacting her and and returning it and you will be justly compensated and you'll be a good guy jim what do you have to i'm sorry steve bots what do you have to add Uh,
2: well funny you bring up jimmy rave because he actually uh messaged me on twitter private messaged me back in uh, may 2021 and he's just basically saying hello sir i'm not sure if you have heard or not but i recently had to retire from pro wrestling after 21 years due to an infection causing me to have my left arm amputated and he goes on and on and on but basically he was asking for money unfortunately and uh you know unfortunately I never got back to him he wrote quite a bit more but yeah sadly he's passed away so wow well you're a big
1: shot I didn't get that kind of message yeah he
2: actually actually
1: messaged me I promised you all a 2022 mid-year report card on our predictions that were made As it turns out the show dropped actually in the very beginning of january 2022 but i promise you it was recorded at the end of 2021 anyway let's go with jeff's predictions jeff predicted bianca belair would win the women's royal rumble and get revenge on becky and get her and get that title right and right jeff predicted (laughs) lashley of course such a mark would would win the men's royal rumble wrong For wrestlemania i predicted the main event would be bianca versus becky got that one right i also predicted oscar versus charlotte wrong charlotte was in it so i guess i got half Uh, (laughs) i predicted lashley versus edge wrong Uh, i predicted brock versus roman right breakout stars i predicted then la night which was my second year in a row He is on the main roster. He ain't doing much, but he's on the main roster, so I'm going to give myself a check for that one because he's at least on the main roster. I predicted Bron Breaker, who everyone predicted the year before. I did not. This year I did. And so far, it looks like this is going well. I predicted that Gigi Dolan would go solo. As of so far, midway through the year, I'm wrong. The year isn't up yet. But for right, we can call it incomplete, but so far, wrong. But we can't say definitively. I predicted there will be a tag team resurgence in WWE it seems like quite the contrary has occurred or at least (laughs) it's no better um so yes the year is not over yet but I you know I'm not seeing them hiring the briscoes and looks like Santana is injured and we don't know about their status anyway with contract so you know they're not they haven't reunited Mason T-Bar so yeah we're just gonna call it Jeff got that one wrong (laughs) <laughs> um, I predicted that no Indy Darlings would be on the main roster. Got that one right. Um, I said that Brody King would get only a marginal push, if anything. R- right. Um, and that's including the spoiler from Game 1 title match because you know ain't nothing going to happen after that. So he's not going getting a push.
2: He's basically I- the Lance Archer since Lance Archer can't be there while he's in Japan for the G1. Yeah, he, he, well, he was
1: my, you know, he, him and Nyla Rose occupy the same space. They they show <laughs> up once the season, make a lot of noise, attack someone from behind, get a title match, lose, go away. Um, I predicted Jade Cargill would, would wear gold, right? Uh, I predicted Wardlow would be a breakout star. Okay, until the last three weeks, absolutely right. Um, last three weeks, not exactly, but I'm still going to give myself credit for that one. Um I said Liv morgan would get released year isn't over yet but so far i'm wrong uh i predicted that gcw would go from being what everyone thinks is the number three promotion back to being middling you know maybe a big right yeah you know, yeah i'm giving myself a right on that one um i predicted something about lance Archer. oh that lance archer his, his contract would not be renewed i don't know if it was or wasn't but he's still on the roster so so far i'm wrong um, and I might have even predicted he went to WWE. Whatever it is, I'm giving myself a wrong on that one. I said NWA would be would would fold or be sold before the end of the year. So that's an incomplete. But so far, that doesn't look any more or less likely than it did before. Um, I oh, I predicted there would be no indie breakout. So again, there'd be no indie darling on the scene that everybody and there needs. isn't. Yeah, there isn't. Uh, I mean, the closest thing might be Nick Wayne, but most of you probably don't know mm. who he is, and the only reason there's
2: attention is because he's 17. Um,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, and still not good. It. It's the only reason why he's gotten all that attention. Exactly. exactly. And didn't WWE sign him? No, a, I think A Oh, AEW might have signed One of the two signed him. I'm I'm pretty certain about it. It might be AEW. It might have been GCW, though. I think it was GCW
1: that signed oh, him. Um, oh but you know, is not a real contract. Um, right. I predicted commander aziz would be released we haven't seen him on tv in a while he has been assigned to nxt we haven't seen him with apollo apollo is not even nigerian anymore at least not with an accent (laughs) um we're gonna call out a push we're gonna call it incomplete but we were talking about it's gonna happen expected he's on my list of nxt so i think i'm up to six or seven of them He's um, on the way out by the
2: end of 2022. <laughs> Mark my words. On my comeback
1: wrestler, I picked Braun Strowman. I'm going to give myself a big foul on that one. Big fail
2: fool. We, we, we could start Ooh. the
1: year over and I could have instead of, <laughs> instead of five and a half more months, I, I could have Ooh. all 12 months. I'm still going to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, that one's a bad yeah. one. I also predict that Dave Meltzer won't report any bad news about AEW that he won't report AEW uh non-signings and in fact he has not reported AEW non-signings non-renewals um uh I said the AEW game will not debut in 2022. it's reported. Apparently, it is. Out. Well, it's been uh, apparently said it's going to be in the fall of 2022 so incomplete on that one haven't heard anything good about it that doesn't mean it's not going to come out so to be continued um, and then I i also read that lots of AW talent will disappear. I'm absolutely 100% right about that one. There's a <laughs> lot of people who haven't seen and haven't seen for a long time,
2: and they're silently just you know just disappearing by the dozens, just
1: disappearing. So, there we go. Um, by the way, I don't think I mentioned it, but also, uh, injured Ali apparently is injured. By the way, speaking oh, of people who have disappeared largely, the, the Butcher and the Blade, the Private Party. Oh. B- basically, everyone who was formerly in the Hardy family office. I'm not even sure where Matt Hardy is. Uh, but,
2: well, he was in the Battle Royal, the the Rampage right. Royale, whatever the fuck it's called. But uh, you're right. Uh, I was gonna gonna say, to do you me.
1: think he's going to be in the in the Royal Rumble, in the the Royal Rampage Royal Rumble tomorrow? And I'm like, and, and I think the answer is yes, but apparently it is. So Matt Hardy will be there.
2: Um, he will be there 100%. Or he was already. I mean, all yeah, this was yeah, taped in, in Detroit. Um, that's true that's true all right but as far story. as private party goes though before you continue i don't think they've even been on dark jeff it, could they have been released and we just don't know it they could totally even the blade be non- and butcher
1: non-renewed. they could totally be non-renewed and let's face it with the only people who people who would report on it in their mind there's a big difference between people like private party and alan angels right uh, and Stu grace and they're they're nobodies private party they all thought were going to be big stars is it possible they were non-renewed? Yeah, I mean these contracts are up or coming up soon. They they were among the originals. I don't know if they were in the original bunch, but they were at least in the second wave. Absolutely, you're right. Um, all right, Steve's predictions. He predicted that Rhea Ripley would win the Women's Royal Rumble. Wrong. He also predicted <laughs> that Rhea Ripley would headline WrestleMania. Wrong. He predicted this <laughs> Seth Rollins because he love he, he's like a Seth Rollins mark, like I'm a Lashley mark. He predicted that Seth Rollins would win the Men's Royal Rumble. Wrong. He also predicted Bianca and Becky in the main event for WrestleMania. Correct. He predicted for the other women's side a three-way. He predicted Charlotte versus Sasha versus Bayley, so he got one-third right. But Bayley <laughs> hasn't even returned to action yet, and Sasha currently isn't with the company. So he got it more wrong than I did. Uh, and and then he predicted that Rhea would defeat whoever they were um somehow in the same night uh, and whatever it is he's wrong about that um he predicted Roman versus Seth would be the main event so he got half right again Seth wrong he predicted in in a ridiculous prediction that on the other side of WrestleMania men's main event would be Kevin Owens versus Big E what oh hell no hates AEW and indie wrestling what an indie wrestling call that was. What an IWC
2: prediction that is. <laughs> that is absolutely. I mean, I'm sorry, Steve, but come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, me at least, I make sense. For God's sake, I like Zion <laughs> Quinn and Sangha. I'm consistent.
1: <laughs> like, you, you claim to love WWE and it's KO and biggie oh. i mean, they're like three guys, or three of the four guys, you, you know, two of the four guys the IWC likes in WWE. I'm going to throw Riddle in there and I'm going to throw <laughs> Sami Zayn in there as the other two.
2: That's like uh, so, me saying Omos and uh, Sami Zayn will headline WrestleMania next year.
1: Right, or saying... Not as okay, bad, that's not, not as awesome. bad, though.
2: Hey,
1: there you go. <laughs> he said that Grayson Waller would be on the main roster. He did appear once in the crowd. That doesn't count. He meant elevated to the main roster, not an appearance. Um, he said that MSK would be on the main roster. There is no MSK, so wrong again. <laughs> uh, he Oof. predicted a... What the hell does this say? Oh my god! Okay, this is <laughs> this is a push. Oh, a Jay Lethal push. Okay, that's really what he predicted. Well, obviously, I mean, you want to call what this is a push? I don't. I'm going to say no.
2: Oh, well, okay. clearly he hasn't been watching for him to say
1: that, right? Well, he <laughs> predicted this in you know at the last week in December. Uh, oh. He predicted that Jay Cargill would be wearing gold, so he's correct on that one. Dan Housen to A W Got that one right. Releases. He picked Otis. Wrong. Pat. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <Beer>. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Mockley. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. 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 Natty. Wrong.
2: Natty. He actually yeah. said that? Really? Yeah.
1: Comeback wow. wrestler of the year. Lacey Evans.
2: I'm going to yeah. give
1: him that. Okay, we can give him that. I mean, she's that. back. I don't know that she's really made any noise or made any waves, but she's oh, back. That's true. Um, but we'll I mean,
2: give him that. We'll give yeah, him that. him. we'll give him a. a, we'll give him a, a Uh, An orange Cassidy thumbs up on that one. (laughs) Can I do it? Can I do it? I can can talk. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Because, Mm. Steve, you get the thumbs up, my man. There you go. (laughs) I just wish that was a stretcher. He (laughs) predicted Austin Theory would would
1: have a title. Correct. Hey, good one. (laughs) He he predicted Aaron Anderson
2: would continue to fall off of things. <laughs> well, yep. he's fallen off the company, that's right. for sure. So he, he's fallen off the map. So I'm <laughs> so, gonna give it. Yeah, I'm, give it I'm, to him. I'm
1: gonna give that one to him. Enthusiastically, <laughs> absolutely, are absolutely. an absolutely. And we and we cannot. We, we, he might have fallen down the stairs. He might have fallen. Down the stop, <laughs> he might have fallen. He can't get up. I mean, who knows? Oh, we don't know. But shit. He's definitely fallen off the TV. So we're gonna that's give a him a good one.
2: That. <laughs> that's he, a great one. Absolutely, he
1: said that at some point in 2022, we're gonna find that AEW is in financial trouble. Um, mm. That's an incomplete. 2022 is not over. So too far, early. Too early. It's sort. Of, and what is financial trouble? I mean, again, if this is Tony Khan's toy, where you know he doesn't care if he loses forty dollars, you know, for every hundred dollars he spends, because he's making sixty, and so he can continue. He'll only be a six hundred millionaire, and then he's still poised to inherit half of nine <laughs> billion dollars. I mean, you know, you know, maybe this is his very expensive money. His hobby. You, I, I lose money podcasting. You know, this, yeah. this might be so. Do I. To him. <laughs> Right, this might yeah. be poor, this might be proportionate to him. In it. So, I don't know what financial trouble means to someone like Tony Khan. Like, all the yeah. business don't apply. So, for no, all of you, you're AEW right? You're saying you making money. I assure you, they are not. I assure you, they're making they're losing a lot of money. But to comfort you, like I said, I don't know that it matters. I don't even know that if it goes to Discovery Plus Streaming it matters that much to Tony Khan. He may just buy it from his father. Um, you know, or merge <laughs> it into Ring of Honor. I don't know. And just and just get, you know, keep the buy the assets so you can call AEW on Ring of Honor, you know, instead of the reverse. Jeez. Oh, you know, his his AEW honor. Take it out of take it out of my inheritance, give it to sis. I I I just don't I just don't know. Um so anyway, uh, I mean, I guess the, the penalty would be the AEW fans would have to pay money for Discovery Plus. Uh, <laughs> you know, so that, but, but, you know, maybe they would drop their regular cable or, or TN, the TNT app or whatever. I, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to try to on that one. So I'm giving him a push on that one or incomplete just because it's not possible. So those were our predictions. Yeah. Uh, I think it's objectively clear that I did much better than he did.
2: Oh yeah, I'll give you that one, Jeff. I hate to say it, but it's true. And Steve, I don't know what happened with that first half of your predictions, but boy, that was shocking, man. <laughs> I say it all the time. Steve doesn't understand wrestling. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. I say I it all the time. He he does understand wrestling. But he
1: does. Ooh. He doesn't even watch it. <laughs> he only watches the main roster.
2: Oh, oh I'm not, no comment. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: he he says it all the time. He says it on the show. Um, he he mostly hates AW because of the fans. Listen, I can't say I blame him for that. So I don't a, blame you either, crazy.
2: straight up. That's true.
1: I, I mean, there's probably like 15 to 20% that are perfectly normal or like, you know, uh, you know, probably another 10% who are biased towards AW, but not like insane. Then there's like 70% that's like. Insane. It, it's like it's freaking Jesus and the apostles. It's um, crazy, man. It's crazy. All right. So, ratings. By the way forbidden door we don't know what the buy rate is Tony Khan said uh, that the, did you hear that five million dollars apparently I, yeah, I, I do I call bullshit though Jeff I call bullshit too. he's also extrapolating based on the digital uh lead-ins now on Friday night at the press conference he said that, that there wasn't it was too soon to tell I remember very well before double or nothing and revolution,
2: revolution? right exactly
1: you could speak very confidently I also remember him saying very well that the that the digital lead-ins were projecting to break all records, meaning they would break the 205,000 mark or come close to that. As it turns out, it was closer to 155 or 165, which was better than the than Full Gear, but 50,000 less than um, whatever Punk's first one. I guess Double or Nothing every year ago, or I guess it's all, all in. No,
2: no. No, November he came in last year, so it wasn't double or nothing. I think it was full Gear, or Revolution, even wasn't it? Or All Out? Sorry, no, it was All Out. It was All Out. Yeah, it, it was. It was the. It was the show where uh, Brian Danielson.
1: Yeah, it was All Out. Was Adam all out. Cole. That was his first pay per view. That was the one. and that's still their high. And and listen, there's there's nothing wrong with these hundred and fifty. Impact
2: would kill to have. 10 of their pay-per-view hey, the great numbers of 100 absolutely 000. no no doubt so, about it and so we ain't knocking those numbers we're just knocking tk's bullshit that's all right his hyperbole in the way that you believe his hyperbole meaning
1: right. you the aw stands in, in, in i mean again impact or ring of honor would have killed for they would have actually done a drive-by on a kid to get those pay-per-view <laughs> numbers for 100%. any five to ten of the shows in the aggregate not each absolutely. in the aggregate um, no doubt he so I don't believe his digits. I'll believe it when when the numbers came in. He also sort of either admitted to a lie or told a lie in the media scrum about Ring of Honor. So about about like a few days after the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor, he said that they had 20,000 buys at the media scrum uh, or the press conference I believe it was. He said that they don't 000. have the final numbers in yet okay. even though it's been four months which is bullshit <laughs> yeah uh, but that it's it did 20 times the number of any other ring yeah. of honor pay-per-view well they have all the numbers and that's that's nonsense because it's all computer i i accepted it might take a few weeks to get in there um but that means that ring of honor pay-per-views did under a thousand on average which i totally believe and yeah no, i super- do too and it probably means Super Card of Honor did less than 20,000 buys also. And since he's not admitting it, because in wrestling you could round up, like it was 18,300, just say 20, it's fine. Uh, yeah. so it was probably more like 12 or 13,000. Um,
2: which, which is bad, but still not bad by Ring of Honor standards, I guess, by today's yeah, but at standards. At that point, anyway, nobody still was bad buying. though. Nobody right. was buying a Ring
1: of Honor. Pay for you. They were being. No, they were buying right. what they think was a you know an AEW pay per view. Well, yeah, pay-per-view.
2: and a f- and a very much felt that way with the production and it, and everything about it to me anyway. Yeah, and most of the people on the card, um for sure. All right,
1: ratings. Dynamite last week did eight hundred and seventy eight thousand, which was up one hundred and seventeen thousand from the week before, which was in the sevens. This week, however, their blood and guts did one million twenty three thousand. OK, so is it because the NHL and other sports finals were impacting the ratings or did blood and guts go up because it was a blood and guts, like a pay-per-view type event? And it was a spectacle. This was a spectacle match and spectacle matches do pop things. And uh, doesn't matter. Uh, did blood and guts raise it by 200,000 or 300,000 or was it just 50,000? They go back into like the 970s, which is perfectly fine. To me, anything over 850 is overperforming. So
3: oh, for I sure. Think-
1: I think there was a spike from Blood and Guts. I think there was a spike about Cesaro slash Claudio. Um, Maybe some people were expecting to see some New Japan holdovers as well. And there might have been a little bit of a spike about that. And by a little bit, I mean, like one or two percent, which is 10 or 20,000, which is nothing, not nothing when you're talking about these numbers. Um, But I I think next week will tell more of a true story as to where they are. I think 761 is lower
2: I'm just not sure whether they're closer to 850 or 950. You know, but I, well, I think they I'm pull
1: gonna, back under a million.
2: I'm gonna exactly. I'm, I was gonna say I'm gonna call it from now. Next week they ain't breaking the mill again. Yeah, uh, I am too. So, Impact
1: last week 108,000, which was the same as the week before. We're recording this. Impact just went off the air. You know, a couple hour, about a half hour ago. So, yeah, obviously we don't have the numbers yet. I wouldn't expect there to be much difference. SmackDown went down 58,000, but still did 2,231,000. Rampage went up 33,000 to 422,000. Obviously, we don't have the numbers on the Rampage, even though we know the results. It hasn't aired yet. Raw went down 35,000, but still did a very respectable 1.951 million. Um, People were expecting Vince McMahon, I suppose, because of John Cena, but John Cena was obviously the draw here. Maybe it'll lead up to Money in the Bank. We'll see. Uh, I'm starting to do regularly, Mister, Mrs, Miz. I know it's not
2: a wrestling show, but <laughs> its numbers are better than so many wrestling shows that I can. I've got to start watching that, dude, man. I've been meaning to watch. it. I just keep forgetting about it. I've never watched an episode. Um, but, they, <laughs> but they did six hundred and sixty-nine thousand. That's
1: up wow. eighty-two thousand from the week before and the week wow. worked, and previous weeks. And and, and this that's was late
2: too, yeah, like this...
1: late-night television on a weeknight, dude, yeah, on a Monday night. But wow. it's also like their second or third episode. Usually, you go down after the debut. Right, you right. right. No, that's right. great. Now, was it because the show was fun? Was this because the people stuck around after John Cena and just like, eh, what the hell? Check it out. Could be fun. Whether or not they fell
2: asleep with the TV on, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's probably that. But I mean, there is a lot of raunchy stuff apparently on that show. So could be NXT dropped
1: by sixty-seven thousand down to five hundred and seventy thousand. So I guess maybe the people who were Tired of AEW with the New Japan stuff, they figured it was over. Or maybe they really enjoyed Forbidden Door, or maybe they really, <laughs> you, you know, or whatever it was. But they figured that was over, and they go, "Okay, we could go back to watching our regular AEW." Or maybe they just didn't like the NXT product, which isn't great, but it's not bad. And actually, the preceding two or three improved. weeks has been pretty good. I mean, it's it's you know, it's okay. They're they're, they're okay wrestlers. I mean, it's better than than NWA,
2: New Japan oh, Strong, or
1: or or. or Major League Wrestling. Um, and
2: anyway. you know what? They're still rating pretty decent numbers considering where they're at. Let's be honest, Jeff.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, th- th- there's almost no household
2: names in this. I mean, yeah, you wrestling none. Men, household names. Right. Absolutely correct. It's true. Yeah. So,
1: but, you know, anyway, I thought that maybe they continue the momentum. It's sort of a go-home show. We'll see how great American Bash does next week. Anyway, you know, not impressive numbers, not terrible, but, but uh, a noteworthy drop. All right, MLW the last three weeks. They are dropping ever since their rise of the Renegades, which was three weeks ago at 86,000. A week ago was, uh, or two weeks ago was 79,000, and a week ago was 69,000. reason I'm saying a week ago, it's today is Thursday. The new show aired tonight at 8. I haven't watched it. I haven't bothered to see how many people watched it. It's usually around four or 5,000. It, I mean, it's, it's it's just silly to mention that, you, So give it a whole week. Um, NWA, the newest show, 47,000, not so great. A week ago, 66,000, so... It's not like there's a lot of growth there. Now, three shows ago was the season premiere and Bully Ray was on. 197,000. In context, that sounds pretty good. Um, however, he hasn't been on since and they've been plummeting ever since. I assume it was Bully Ray. Matt Cardona also appeared. Um, but frankly, their, their, their numbers weren't that high with Matt Cardona also. So it was, it was a Bully Ray spike, um, which is weird. Um, and when NWA started, what was it four years ago when they when they did the revamp? Maybe five. Whatever it was, that first season, that first show after after like a reasonable amount of time, like two or three months, had accumulated over six hundred thousand views, and it started out and it was like, decent like, at first, right? Yeah. Now after the Jim, actually before the Jim Cornette Trevor Murdoch tasteless joke, whether you whether you think the joke was appropriate or not. Even before that, they had started to hover around the two hundred and sixty, two hundred and seventy thousand mark. After the Jim Cornette mark, they started to, you know, they were still around the same part, but start to steadily decline. I'm not, I'm not making that a cause and effect thing. I'm just using that as a, as a road sign that, that where people can remember the timing of it because they were in an attrition phase anyway, and they sort of went down to like two hundred twenty thousand, and then seasons got progressively worse, and then they went to the West Coast and they did. Whatever it was, surcharge or power charge or whatever they called that show with UWN, um, it just a uh, you know. And then they kept you know they lost all their people. Ricky Starks walked out basically saying I was making no money and I was living in my car. Eddie Kingston said Yeah, try and enforce that contract, the me, bitch. Thunder Rosa basically yeah. walked out on the contract without walking out on the contract. Uh, you know, Mr. Kennedy got fired. Eli Drake left. I mean, you know, it, a lot of things happened. Anyway, so that's their numbers. Dark Elevation, this week 272,000, a week ago before um, your Forbidden Door card, 310,000. Not much of a boost, but some, I guess. The week before, 256,000, so so three weeks ago the show is still only in the 250s. Uh, Dark, this week 256,000, last week is only up to 255,000, and from two weeks ago to present only up to 272,000, so Dark, Dark, yeah, the YouTube show is not doing so great. New Japan Strong. This, excuse me, right? The week before Forbidden Door, 41,000. So, Forbidden Door certainly helped New Japan strong that week, but not the week before where it only did 17,000. And to see if it was an aberration, I went one week further than I usually do. And the week before that was only 16,000. So, before Forbidden Door, one week, a one week surge of 41,000. But now they're back down to, you know, the the teens, which, you know, over time, that's actually an improvement. So if you remember for a while they were doing, you know, between five and nine thousand. It was it was rare when they crossed double digits, uh, or, or five digits. So you know, now they seem to be in the in the mid teens, which I guess is improvement, but probably nowhere near what they were expecting. Again, New Japan on access, it's not even reported. So that's all the ratings I got. Is there anything I left forgot, not aware of? Any late breaking news that you want to bring up?
2: Uh I believe you've pretty much covered it, covered everything, dude, as a matter of fact. Right, I'm going to give you a chance to tell the world how stupid I am about how good Okada is. <laughs> dude, don't, you don't need me to explain it once again. Okada is one of the best in the game. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, if Stone Cold Steve Austin and good old JR can actually endorse him and say the same thing, there's got to be something to it, Jeff. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just
1: saying I did not see it that night. He didn't seem like he wanted to be there. He was a little lethargic. I know it was his first four-way. That's what I've been told. And I also know that he was sort of coerced last minute into that match. So they didn't have a lot of time to prepare for it. Um, But the other guys didn't look like they didn't want to be there. Uh, You know, I don't know. I think that that match is rated more highly because of who was in it rather than the match itself. Um, But anyway... I have seen Okada before, and yes, he is good. Whether he's one of the best in the game, I, I can't. I can't grade that because I haven't seen him enough to say that. I do have one question: Who loves their move more, Cesaro slash Claudio with the European uppercut, oh, or right. Kenny
2: Omega with the V trigger? Oh, definitely Cesaro with the, with the European uppercut. He overdoes it, bro. Come on. I, they both overdo it. That's, that's why I was... Happy. Right, but, 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 but the European uppercut is is hit at least, it feels like, 10 times every match he's involved in. Whereas the V-Trigger, yeah, sure, you can hit it sometimes, three, four, maybe five times tops. But generally, it will stop after that. All right, folks. You have the answer there. It's Claudio Castagnoli with
1: the European uppercut. And <laughs> for me. For some people, Okada rules. For other maybe he rules. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got this week. Thank you for those of you who watched live. Oh, do you want to read any of the comments? If you're on the audio only, and you are not interested in the comments? Stop listening now. If not, well, uh, you want to go through the comments? Should, are they not worth it? There, the time is gone.
2: They, yeah, time's gone. There's a lot. Uh, I stopped. I stopped getting to the comments because I don't want to throw you off anymore. So yeah, there are a fair few. Absolutely, but there's no point of going back on now
1: it. that are not you know sensitive to what we were talking about at the moment. That, that, that they might be amusing. Like
2: Jeff Soaks Bulls. Oh. No 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 none of that. Uh basically Jeffs misses tiny balls. You forgot to mention Cody Rhodes about being on the injury list. Well I didn't forget to mention Apparently. Cody Rhodes. He's right. He's not
1: he's not new. I mean the whole world knows Cody Rhodes is, but uh
2: Yeah. I All mean right. there's a lot that just like the Fiend Six and the SmackDown Six. Get it? No. Fiend Six, SmackDown Six. Oh, you, you think that Wyatt Six is No, because... That's not me. That's the comment, by the way. I'm reading out a comment.
1: Listen, they've been trying to do all of it. They've been trying to put numerology into all of his tweets. They were expecting to come back to Raw for June 6th, uh, 2022, because that's what, uh, you know, uh, 2022 added the 222 equals 6, so it's 666. I mean, they're doing all sorts of things. Too
2: deep. Too deep, guys. Come on.
1: Wyatt Six, I mean SmackDown Six. No, I, I, I don't, I don't get it at all. I don't know what the SmackDown Six is. That's not even a thing. And Bray Wyatt knows that if he comes back to WWE, it's as Bray Wyatt or the Fiend. They That's don't right. let you come back under your own trademark name unless they view you view you as a superstar. And they released him.
2: Yeah, true. <laughs> so it's true. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know where he goes and where he's going to end up. But I just hope he does come back to professional wrestling because he's got too much of a great brain for the sport to not be involved in it, in my opinion, anyway. People always say, if you could sit down and like you know, have dinner and beers
1: with one wrestler, who would it be? <clears throat> and you know, people say Stone Cold, they say The Rock, they say John Cena, they, or they say Rob Van Dam or whoever their favorite wrestler is. I would probably pick Bray, Bray Wyatt because he's a genius. And because sure. I know that he loves crazy stuff like I do, his The Fiend is basically based on Raven from Teen Titans plus horror movie stuff. I mean, right down to the the letter let me in stuff in the mirror. Um so you know he loves horror movies, you know he loves comics, you know he, he from all his tattoos and whatever, you know he loves like demonic images, which definitely means he's like into things like the Illuminati and anything in the Garden of wow. here. I would have no, an amazing sure. time with him. And you know, and actually P.J. Black has told me, yeah, Bray's really into you know, was really into this stuff. Not so much anymore because he's he's a family man now. Um,
2: I said, do you think Bray would talk to me? He's like, he's like, no, definitely not. <laughs> well, why? Why is that? What? 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 Why? Why would he not talk to you? I, you know,
1: I mean, I'm sure he's just being honest. I, I think maybe he's busy. Maybe too he's much, not interested. He's too
2: good. He's too good maybe for too good. for people like us.
1: Well, maybe it's just as simple as he doesn't want to go on the air talking about angels and demons and heaven right. and hell.
2: It, and know, then
1: his wife and he kids. Could get fired. You know, if he doesn't want his wife and kids to, to know anything about it, or if he's, you know, working on other stuff, I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I have no idea. I mean, but he said he he said definitely not, and they're pretty close friends, so I, I took him at his word, which is you know, unfortunate. Oh, that's
2: funny. That I still funny. Ho- I still
1: hope one day. Anyway, so what else did I forget? Anything? Uh,
2: no, I think that covers it, man. You've pretty much covered absolutely everything, and we've just about done three hours, so no I, I believe you haven't forgotten anything at all jeff
1: yeah so i can go almost three hours without steve that's great uh the comments threw me off a little bit in the beginning but apparently we can't go back in time to them and it's been I a long can. time I, I was
2: reading them out I, the the stuff i was just saying now was from the comments okay yeah no i know that but i mean yeah you know, for i know there could be 35 of them um right anyway. right well
1: right. those of you who watch live thank you those of you who are listening to the audio thank you doubly tell your friends give us a rating <laughs> give us a review Check out my non-wrestling shows, Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Got some cool stuff coming up, as always. Um, If you subscribe to Hammerlock, actually, Hammerlock Hangover, Garden of Doom are on separate feeds now on Wrestling Soup, so it's no longer three for one, but you can subscribe on Wrestling Soup Network. You can subscribe on the PWC Network, which, of course, Jimmy would like. You can also subscribe on, on to Garden of Doom and views on Hameen Media Group at some point you could subscribe to it or find it on at mark i'm not sure if that's the, or the blow off network i'm not sure if that's the case anymore
2: it's the blow off network now yeah. well i'm not <laughs> sure if my shows are uh, if they've been blown off they're, they're still there. <laughs> no i think all our shows have been blown off at this point that's it's just right. the blow off literally on the blowoffpod.com well then, then i'm glad i cut jargo's comments off um
1: <laughs> and we're in talks with the pw hustle i, I don't know that could be exciting oh. who, who, who knows oh. we'll see but anyway, there's there's no shortage of places to find us, including just plain old Apple Tunes, Spotify, Spreaker, Podbean, SoundCloud, you name it, it's probably there except for Amazon, because I was not going to go through
2: that entire You module. are on Amazon through the PwC, Jeff, oh, there so you go. Go. there you go, there you go,
3: there you go. See, if
2: he's not anywhere, he actually is one way or the other, just so you know, folks. Couple other things I did
1: in the last couple weeks. I was on a YouTube show called The uh, Living Extraordinary with Nikki Anna Jones. It's sort of like a Garden of the Duma show. So that's a YouTube uh, interview. She interviewed me. So you may want to check that out. I was also on a podcast called Midnight Myth, which is with a married couple out of Philly named Derek and Laurel. They're brilliant. Um, What was that about, by the way? Yeah, I was going to say. We did a review and dissection of the A24 studio, Robert Edgar's directed film, The Witch, which was Anna Joy Taylor's or Anya Joy Taylor's uh, breakout role. People know her from The Queen's Gambit and now from The Northmen. Uh, she's been in plenty of us. She was Psylocke in The New Mutants, unfortunately for the for the world. She probably got a good paycheck out of it, but mostly from The Queen's Gambit. Um, Interesting. But yeah, that, is a great, that was a great episode. They're telling me it's doing really well. My mother listened to it. She didn't see the movie, but she said, really? I'm really smart um those books are really <laughs> that's, smart that's and cute. actually that show's done somewhat we- so well that they've decided this whole summer to make it a summer of satan for their show but wow. their show wow. is they look at film and literature through sort of a midnight myth lens so they sort of break down things so it's sort of garden doomish but they look at actual properties that are out there whether it's movie or or tv or or books uh and they anyway i hope to work with them again on stuff uh the, the the husband, Derek, he's uh, supposed to do a show with me on proto-mythology. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, so we're rescheduling that because we actually bumped that to do the Midnight Myth show for them. Um, but that was really cool. I'm really am very proud of that show. I think it came out really well. So if you like Robert Eggers, if you like The Witch, if you're confused by The Witch, check out the show. Uh, if you want to watch The Witch for the first time with insight, check it out first, then watch The Witch. Or if you don't, watch The Witch first then listen to the show. It, it's an interesting movie. If you like Psychological as you like it. Uh, other shows I'm on, occasionally on the Drew Yari show. I owe him a show, so we're probably going to do a show this mm-hmm. coming week. I was on a recent wrestling soup. I think it was called the Frank and Jeff. but It was a wrestling soup where me and Anthony Missionary Thomas just discussed legal issues. So the corporate stuff. Shout outs to Mish. Shout outs to Mish about Vince, about Jeff Hardy situation, a little bit about Sunny, and also about the Sasha and Naomi situation. Strictly, you know, mostly strictly from. A legal and lawyer's perspective, and and this was a few weeks ago when news was was rather new, and I don't think I got anything wrong, and I think I got everything right, and even things I I, I didn't get exactly right, it's only because there there wasn't information out yet. Um, so that's cool. And where else can you find me? A lot of shows with Jimmy, but I'm gonna let Jimmy promote that because I've talked enough. But it, well, as wherever Jimmy said, is, oftentimes you can find me.
2: Well, he pretty much. Well, you said it for me. You can find us at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. At the PW Hustle, you can find me, and I'm sure you'll find Jeff soon. Then again, he is actually on the PW Hustle because he was my guest on the skirmish just yesterday. And uh, yeah, channelattitude.com, theblowoffpod.com, Hamin Media Group. I think that covers it. You can find us all over there. And please check us out on channelattitude.com tomorrow night
1: yeah definitely so yeah i'm on i'm on the russo network people i mean i don't think he knows who i am but 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 i'm there <laughs> uh so shout out to everyone um and thanks for listening and more importantly stay evil my friends stay evil and we Yeah. and there's no steve
0: I'm Steve, there are many other Steves, but there is only one that is me. I am Steve, I could have been a David or a Gene, but then I wouldn't really be me. And I am Steve in the morning, Steve in the eve, Steve in the mirror looking back saying who is me? I am Steve. Missy, run, Stevie, run, Stevie, do what you can, get your house at the Working on myself But Steve still needs a little help What's it mean? Why should I get out of bed? Am I the only Steve with a voice in my head Singing run, Stevie, run, Stevie, do what You can get your life. The little Steve Holmes All singing Run, Stevie, run, Stevie Do what you can Get a house and a car And some happiness Call, Stevie, call, Stevie Be the best Steve you can be Run, Stevie, run, Stevie Do what you can And if it doesn't work Just try it again But if you do it right You'll be kicking back at night Saying yes, sir